Blog Talk Radio. Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swim. So I hope all of you were listening carefully there, as that may be a uh, a chance, that may have been the final chance for you guys to hear the theme music uh, the way that it is. Uh, again, Icon, I don't know uh, exactly how long you know, you, uh, you, your time frame is here, but we are getting the, um, the, the intro music remixed a little bit. We are making some changes to it that, uh, that are going to be for the better. I mean, it's a great song to begin with, uh, by Sebastian Kane. We thank him for that, but, uh, but it is, uh, going to be a little bit tweaked to make it a little bit new and upcoming and progressive. So look forward to that. Uh, Icon, uh, there's been some big developments for those, uh, who, follow the Facebook page or follow, uh, you know, the icon or granny hoaxer, or even myself, I have a lot of other stuff on my personal Facebook, but for the two that follow them uh, on Facebook, um, you may know the news, but for those of you who do not, uh, a lot of things have changed over the past week or so, uh, since we've been on the air last and, uh, icon, uh, since, since you're the catalyst of most of this, I will uh I will let you explain sort of what the new developments and uh and things like that are for us. All right. Well we'll uh, kinda go over the top here. We want to thank uh our new sponsors. Uh of course, uh we wanna thank our uh composer for uh, his music, of course. That's awesome. Uh we always wanna thank Colin uh for uh everything that he's done with his past. He's gonna maintain uh his uh his support. Uh, we also want to thank our uh, our new favorite magazine here on Attitude Air Live, Bad Diesel Magazine. Uh, to find them, you go to eBay, you search for Ball uh, uh, of Snake or uh, Unadized Magazine. Uh, they have their calendars. They have each monthly magazine on there. Uh, so nice. check that out. Uh, we want to thank the Fargo Invaders for all that they do. 
now that they've uh, started running commercials for uh, Attitude Air Live uh, during the football games. And uh, you guys would like that. Uh, they actually uh, talk about uh, the fact that the icon has an ego. And for those of you who did not know that, you have to tune in Monday night just to prove that is true. And uh, we also want to thank uh, the coolest thing I've ever taught, uh, I've ever seen in my entire life. And uh, in between guests, I'll read their full uh, commercial here until we get it produced. But uh, I want everybody to check out GameDayGlobal.com. Uh, these guys make incredible custom-made rings, and I'm going to tell you guys all about that. Uh, if you have uh, if you have a fundraiser coming up, they can help you out with that. They can make custom rings for you, and uh, it's really, really awesome. So, you know, you, you cannot beat everything that's going on here. And also, uh, we want to thank probably uh, one of our biggest supporters here uh, in more ways than one, uh, Deb Gardner. Uh, she's going to come uh, with, uh, back on the show with us on August 23rd. You can uh, check out her information uh, on Facebook. Just type in uh, Deb Gardner and like all her groups. Uh, and uh, she's now a she's now a fashion model in uh, Mexico, and she's also a cover girl for Bad Diesel magazine. And she's also hmm. a member of our Five Timers Club. So. Uh, we love Deb Gardner, and uh, we love everything that she does and everything that she stands for. So, hey, this show is growing, and, hey, you never know. We might be adding a few more sponsors next week. We'll find out. I'm working on that. But uh, real quick here, um, I want to get, let everybody know who our guests are uh, tonight. Uh, we have a, a big fan of the show, and he's also a big wrestling fan, and he's going to come on the show and talk to us. His name is uh, Kyle uh, uh, Kruger, and uh, we're going to have the big stockade uh, on with us. And, hey, do you guys know who R.D. Reynolds is? Um, no. No, I don't mean, do either. Well, uh, R.D. Reynolds, he's a dirt sheet writer, and he also wrote uh, a book that Eric Bischoff, has refused to ever autograph. He's on the cover, and he has refused to autograph this book. And uh, R.D. Reynolds has has been on stage with Eric Bischoff. So, uh, you know, I don't know if we'll be able to uh, pack <clears throat> everything in the 45 minutes that we have on. We might have to go. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. You can't just dangle that carrot out there and then not explain why. Why won't he autograph the book? Uh, he doesn't like it. That I mean, that's that's uh, that's really not a good reason to autograph a book. I mean, if I if I was on the cover or something, and somebody wanted me to autograph it, I mean, I might not like the book. I'd autograph it. I'd charge him for it, but I'd autograph it. <laughs> well, know? yeah. Well, wow. RD is RD is going to tell us all about uh, the uh, issues that he has with uh, Eric Bischoff over the years. So it's going to oh, be. Oh yeah, I'm anxious to hear that actually. And uh, fact, the book it is seems called, like it, it seems like a lot of people have issues with Eric Bischoff, which makes things even more yeah. juicy. Oh. The book is called The Death of WCW, and uh, he's going to tell us all about that. So we have a wrestling author on with us tonight. 
Interesting. Well, good, good stuff, good stuff. <clears throat> and we also want to thank uh, the Puff Mania boys uh, for their sponsorship as well. So, I mean, here's the deal. If you guys, uh, uh, our fans are listening right now, if you want to go uh, on the Internet, Amazon.com, wherever you find your books, uh, type in The Death of WCW by R.D. Reynolds. If you look at the, the picture of Eric Bischoff on the cover, you'll see one reason why he doesn't like it. And, uh, well, we'll, well, we're going to talk to R.D. about that. It's going to be a great little segment, and I cannot wait. Yeah, nice. All right. I'm with it. I am with it. And he's coming on with us. I, I, I have so many other things I'm doing at one time here, so I may have I may have um misheard. He's coming on in which order number? He's the third guest. Oh third guest, okay. Yeah, the uh guest that we need the most time with will always be on our third time slot. Okay, so we end up going over a little bit. And for those of you who uh have been uh, you know, steady, consistent listeners to the show. Um, if we do go over a little bit, uh, unfortunately, on the FM station, it will cut to a commercial. Um, I, I have to. I don't really have a choice, but it will pick back up right after the, the little, you know, segment break goes off the air. Whatever, like, you know, it'll it'll say like, you know, uh, uh, you know, Tony's Auto, blah 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 blah, blah or whatever the hell the commercial is. And then I'll go right back into it. Um, but for those who listen on Blog Talk, uh, it will cut it off. You will no longer be able to listen live. Uh, that's just how Blog Talk Radio is. So uh, if, if if we do mention that we're going to be going over a little bit or if it's right at the end of the show and we're still talking, we're mid-sentence or whatever, and it doesn't seem like we're ending, uh, just wait about 20 minutes once the show ends. It, you know, we click off the air, it's processed, it's uploaded, and then you can just go to the episode and scroll to the end to where you were at and listen to the rest of it that way. So uh, there are ways. It's just unfortunately, uh, unless we pay for a premium package that allows us to go 150 minutes, uh, we cannot have overtime. And uh, You know, it does kind of suck, but, uh, you know, we give our guests the luxury of having overtime. You just sometimes have to wait a little bit to hear it, but. It is what it is. Eventually, eventually, if things start growing, maybe uh, we'll be able to change that and be able to uh, put ourselves on another platform. But uh, Uh, well, well, yes. But the only thing about the only thing about um, uh, other platforms, though, I mean, honestly, you know, trying out other platforms, uh, Blog Talk Radio is probably the the best platform for pure you know, radio style podcast. I mean, if we wanted to do something like what a Joe Rogan does, uh, obviously we're going to need, you know, a full studio and we're going to need, you know, the video capabilities to have all three of us videoed, uh, you know, with, with the microphones and the setting and, and whatever it may be. So, and then, and then, and then if we're not in the same room, which for those of you who may be new to the show, I'm in New York, Granny's in Arkansas, and I come to North Dakota. Uh, we, then would have to find a platform like a Zoom or something like that to be able to broadcast to everybody. So there's a lot more work to come. Right now, we're just the voices behind the mic. We're we're not, you know, we can't see us right now, our reactions and our things like that. But, uh, you know, developments are coming, and uh, there are new, seemingly new changes, uh, you know, almost every week. So 
and I'll say this too: if you want to advertise with Attitude Era Live, uh, send an email to uh, the Icon Forever at Outlook.com. That's T H E I C O N, the number four E V E R at Outlook.com, and he'll get you hooked up. Nice. So. And uh, nice, nice, real quick nice. here, guys, uh, before before our guest calls in here, uh, I, I thought it was kind of cool, the commercial that uh, 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 the little piece that uh, the Invaders runs, and here's how it goes. Does you don't have the audio? You're going to read it? Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm going to read it. Here it okay. is. Does the icon have an ego? Well, every Monday night you can find out for sure and check for yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, we want you to check out Attitude Air Live every Monday nights, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. Icon joins his friends, the uh, Big Swing, and everybody's favorite, Granny Hulkster. She's the reason why everybody gets up and bakes cookies every Saturday morning. Check out Attitude Air Live Monday night. Oh, Lord. Wait a minute. Wait oh a minute. Icon, first of, all, first of all, did you write that? Second of all, um, second of all, they're playing it at no don't get me wrong, I like it. But 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 they're they're playing it at the, the Fargo Invaders game you said, correct? Right. And you are basically I and I I don't wanna put you in, in too big a shoes here or you know, give your head anything bigger than it needs to be, but you're basically the mayor of Fargo, North Dakota. I mean everybody in Fargo knows you. Uh so for them to ask, does the icon have an ego uh, most of the people sitting in the crowd, I, I think I would gander would already know that answer, right? I mean, would that be where I'd be off base with that? Or, well, uh, no, you're not off base. You're pr- you're pretty much right on. But you know, no, I, I mean, whether you do or whether you don't, I think most of the people at the Fargo Invaders game may be able to form their opinions on it because obviously, you know, you're everywhere in Fargo, so. Well, you know, um, uh, how can I put this? Uh, uh, yes, I do have an ego. I mean, there's a difference, you know. The icon has an ego. Everybody knows mm. this. Uh, the man behind the icon does not. So, there, there's so a difference. put it this way, Scott. I think the best way to describe it would be that there is a fine line between cockiness and confidence, right? And right. for you, and you, you sort of skate that line with your your on-air persona, uh, which isn't always just an on-air persona. I mean, I have a feeling you are the icon more than you are Scott Helmrass. But, you know, that's I, I'm not there in your daily life. I don't know. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think that for, for what you're doing for the city of Fargo and what the city of Fargo uh, has in return done for you and done for us and and uh, and the show uh, is 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 really good. It's really cool. I um I really like uh, like all that. And you know I will give a testament to this for any of you. Uh, what are you Fargoans? Fargans? Fargoites? What, what do you guys call them? Fargonians. Fargonians. For, for for all of you uh, Fargonians um, out there who who listen to this show, uh, coming from from a New Yorker, uh, I went out there. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago when I visited uh, Icon for the Maui Madness event. And uh, y'all are some really, really friendly people. Uh, I mean, then again, I'm I'm from New York, which, you know, we're known to be assholes. But 
uh, I'm I'm was blown away by the hospitality and the overall friendliness of of everybody uh, in, in the greater Fargo, North Dakota area. So again, I, I do thank but you for you that. You, but you just weren't blown away by the weather. Well, 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 no. Seeing as it was the third week of March and there was uh, snow up to my hips, and I'm six feet tall, yeah, no, I wasn't blown away by that. And uh, I think uh, I just got a signal. I guess that he's calling in, so if you're watching for that, that should be a. Uh, uh, well, yes, yeah, the uh, the intern is telling me that we do have a Las Vegas area code number on seven zero two. Yep, should be. Him. That is correct. Bring him on. All righty, yep. I'm going to pop you through, and uh, you do what you become so well known for. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, our first guest of the night. He is what wrestling fans ought to be. He is what Attitude Air Live fans ought to be. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Kyle Kruger. What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hulkster. Hey, buddy. How are you? Uh, pretty good. I'm uh, doing great. Um, it's really nice in Cedar City, Utah. Tell you what, we're uh, we're glad that you're with us. What we're going to do here real quick is give us a little quick little background about yourself, and then we'll have some fun with you on this interview. Uh, cool. My name is Kyle Kruger. I'm, I want, my dream is to be a voice actor and a writer and a director, but also I'm an indie wrestler. I only had two matches so far. I'm recovering from a uh, shoulder injury right now, but everything's cool. My right arm is doing great. Uh, my wrestling name is Yin Truesdale. That's awesome. So uh, here's what we'll do. I'm going to ask you a few questions, and then uh, we'll go uh, we'll go round table, and then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tough stuff. Uh, so uh, we have uh, we have Kyle Kruger as our guest here. We have about uh, 28 minutes with uh, the man here. So, you know, you've had two matches so far. Did you get injured in one of those matches? Is that what happened? No, I got injured when I was training. When I was training. And I was um, – and because of COVID, it took a while for me to get recovered. And and I was training, so it was a shoulder injury. It was like a tear. So it's like it's it's one of those injuries where, like, it, it, like, it depends on what movement of your arm is hurting. So now, when, uh, you know, you, you you mentioned that you got injured during training. Uh, uh, do you do you have a trainer, or were you uh, self-trained? Uh, I have a trainer. I was trained by uh, by by a, by by a guy named uh, Kenny. Uh, Kenny Kenny is uh, his his uh, wrestling name is Kenny Cash. I'll uh, link you the Facebook thing, just not right now because we're doing this interview. Uh, he's a really awesome dude. Um, I was also trained by a guy named CJ, but he had to go. He had to leave in 2020 to do his own thing. So yeah, and I was also trained by uh, one of my be- one of my best friends, Tyler Jordan, aka Exotic Xanadu Jr. or Exotic Xanadu, who's also a wrestler. Now, yeah, hopefully, uh, eventually, be able to hook us up with those guys. Uh, you know, um, so we can have them You're as welcome. guests on our show. That'd be cool. And you know, you also mentioned that you know you like to eventually be a voiceover actor, and uh, uh, I, I think that's really cool. Um, but I'll tell you what, here, here's what we can do here at Attitude Air Live for you. You can get your start right here. Maybe we can start having you voice stuff for us, 
uh, I, I know that you have recording capabilities. Maybe you can start uh, voicing stuff for us, and uh, uh, okay. we can we can we can thank you on the air and get your name out there. Oh, cool, dude. Um, that's cool, man. I, cool, man. I just gotta look up my schedule because I do have a job. I do have a job now at Walmart, so uh, it pays very good, though. So even though I haven't had the job yet, but can we uh, can can we talk about this more after I uh, not be the guest right now? Of course, yeah. No, we're not going to talk about it now. Uh, I'll uh, I'm going to uh, have you text me uh, your number on uh, Facebook Messenger, and then I'll uh, we'll work out those details later this week. So oh, back to oh, that's cool, dude. Back back to wrestling. Uh, you uh, you mentioned that you have a soldier, uh, a uh, a shoulder injury. Uh, how long have you been out of action? Um, I've been I've been having this shoulder injury for like nearly a year. Ooh, that's I'm re- not good. Well, actually, it doesn't hurt all the time. It just hurts when I'm like barely my arm or like or like when I'm doing something. And now, granted, I did wrestle during during my tears, and I didn't get injured once, so that's good during the match. So. I can be one of those wrestlers that can take pain very well, but mm. but but right now, so I were so I did so I did the surgery for uh, this year of April tenth, two thousand twenty one, and I have to admit, getting woken up from surgery kind of sucks. Yeah, it does. Oh, I bet. Now speaking of speaking speaking of that, now when you wrestle, do you consider your. Uh, and I know you're just getting started, but are are you more of a baby, a heel, an in between? Are you uh, still trying to figure that out? I'm I'm a baby face. My character is. Well, let me describe my character. He's basically every crazy character. Imagine Mikey Riprack, 2000 through onward, Al Snow and hmm. Dean Ambrose mixed together, kind of character. I actually kind of like that. Well, with, we're well, like, with that being said, we have. Yeah, if Kyle Cooker's our guest here. We got about uh, uh, 22 minutes here uh, left, uh, yeah. I believe. Uh, so, uh, Granny, we got a crazy guy on with us. What do you have for our guest, Kyle? But not a heel. Here, but not a heel. But, though. Not a but, heel. But, but the good thing is, Icon, he's not a heel because Kyle, Granny does not like the heels. I can talk some pretty good smack <laughs> to him when I have to. I don't like uh, the heels, okay. and Everybody I and taste. I did that. Actually, over the weekend at two wrestling events that I was at here in Arkansas, where I live. So, I guess one of my questions to you, I know you're just getting started, but what made you decide you wanted to be a wrestler? Oh, well, I was just a huge fan. Like, I got into liking wrestling in, like, early 2011 of my life. So, I decided, you know what? I was a fan, and and then and then I realized, you know what? I can do <clears throat> multiple things. I'm young, and I realized that you know what? Maybe I should do this. I should, I should do this because. And even though I do, I can get injured. I can still like what I do because I have a big knowledge of wrestling. Okay. I have a huge. Well, I have. I actually have a lot of knowledge of pro wrestling because because my brain is kind of big. So yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm I, I'm a huge fan of wrestling too. Now, although I mean the the gimmick name Granny Holster, I am not a wrestler. 
Even though wrestlers try to threaten to throw me in the ring, you know, I'm not a wrestler. (laughs) Now, however, last night, the event I was at, um, yeah, Granny ended up getting in the ring, and I don't know if I was supposed to or not, but the wrestler that was calling for me, and I'll have to share that story, and I don't know if I'll have time to share it right now, but it... um, Long story short, last month, uh, he was supposed to have a championship match, the Magnificent Malago against Will Alday. And the fans voted that Will Alday would have a chance to get the title shot. Well, Will Alday was there. Malico wasn't there. They showed a video, and Malico actually got run over by a car. So they basically just gave the belt to Will Alday. And... So, anyway, long story short, they had a contract signing last night, and Malico's coming out on crutches and everything, and all of a sudden these two goon guys show up to help Will all day. And long story short, you know, Malico's like, Granny, I think we have a challenge, and they start beating him up, and... You know, and they bit his crutches, and I, that one of the girls has got a picture of me holding the one with crutches, like I'm going to hit Will Alday with that crutch because Will Alday's the heel. Well, oh he's like he's calling for you know, Granny, Granny. So, and and unfortunately, they didn't bring their steps out because they had a battle royal earlier in the night. They had a 15 man battle royal to do determine the number one contendership. So they didn't have the steps out there. So Granny had to help have help getting in the ring. Malico grabs my leg, and then they get me out of the ring, and um, the fans just absolutely loved it. I mean, and the oh. funny thing was the wrestler told the referee, he says, I think Granny got a better pop than I did. <laughs> Oh my God! I'm laughing right now. This has got to be like the best story ever. Well, uh, you know, I interact with the wrestlers quite often at wrestling shows, you know. But I mean, oh man. that was pretty amazing last night. Kyle Kruger's our guest here. Kyle Kruger's our guest here. We got about 19 minutes. Uh, you know, when uh, <clears throat> real quick here, you know, uh, Granny, when he just said, "Oh my God, that's funny." He's starting to like our, our one recording. You know which one I'm referring to there, uh, Big Swing? I do. Oh, my God. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like. Yeah. And I, and, I have it. I couldn't and, find uh, the button, but I have it. <laughs> well, no, what, um, what I was saying. Well, no, what I was going to say real quick, Kyle, is I thought that he was playing that when you were, when uh, Granny was talking. It's like, why the hell would he do that? But it was you saying that. So it's like, really, it's just really awesome. Uh, Kyle Kruger is our guest here. we got 19 minutes. Uh, uh, Grady, what else you got? That's it. All right. Big swing. Go ahead. What do you got for our guest? Uh, Kyle Kruger, go ahead. we got uh, 18 minutes. Go ahead. Well, you um, mentioned, um, you, you mentioned one, you have a vast knowledge of wrestling, but two, um, sort of who you modeled your character after. But uh, was the the guys that you modeled your character after your favorite wrestlers or, like, who were some of your – inspirations watching wrestling growing up like who who were some of your favorites um or was it a dean ambrose type um and, and don't um, say so, uh, uh, 
sorry, uh, you you continue. No, 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 no you're good. No, no, no. That I was just I was just making a joke. Just don't say Edge is one of your favorite heroes. That's all. Because Big Swing will go on for a half hour talking about that. No, I won't. Um, okay. Um. So. I wasn't into wrestling yet, but I had an N64 and I had WCW Mayhem, which is a hit and miss video game. But the wrestler that I connected the most was Sting. Okay. And uh, that's a good, that's a good one to connect with. Uh, I also was connected to The Rock. The Rock got me into wrestling, but the wrestler I think is, in my opinion, the best wrestler in the world is Undertaker, and I think he has the best respect level in the universe. As a human being. Good choice. That is awesome. You know, and what's really cool, though, is uh, you like wrestlers that start with the the Undertaker, the Rock, the Icon Sting. You know, it's awesome. <laughs> well, you had to throw the word Icon in there, didn't you? Um, well, okay. And then, so I know that you mentioned that you were, you know, just starting. Uh, I know you've had the, also had the shoulder injury that's kept you out. I know how that is. Uh, I've had numerous sports injuries. Uh, luckily, no surgeries, but I've had numerous sports injuries throughout the years. I know that they can be hampering um, to to anybody, but uh, has, out from where your main base is uh, for your wrestling company, how has the whole pandemic sort of been for the wrestling community out there? Have Has, has the West Coast, or I mean, not really on the coast, but has, has your area really been affected by it in terms of their ability to run shows? Uh, so, well, so you haven't missed much because of the injury, or or how's that been working? Well, my company, well, the company we had was a small one, and we had to shut down because of life and pandemic. So that kind mm. of sucks. But when I when I but I I think I have my I still have my best friend Tyler aka Xandu and his best friend Burgess who's who's doing wrestling too, and I think they're going to help me out. Out, like find some places to wrestle, wrestle like like maybe like be a roadie, but not like the gimmick the roadie, just a road guy. Mm. Mm. Okay, well that's that's always good. And and did you do you have like, like it's good that you're not you know that you're still able to to do things despite being in your recovery. And do you uh, do you have any any goals? Like, is, is there anybody that you're you know you're gunning for when you do make your return? Is there is there a, a, a wrestler out near you that you would love to face? You know, on your upon your return or oh over? yeah, Tyler Burgess. Okay. Okay. Why is that? Because they're my best friends, and because. And because we're wrestling buddies, and plus I, they're close to me, and plus I think they'll help me out, even though I'm a bit rusty. So it's it's fun to pick a person that you know you wrestle with in training. Well, that's true. Okay, okay. I never really thought of it that way. I thought maybe you had there was like a a super heel out there or something that is around your area that you wanted that you were gunning for. So. Um, okay, no, no, that's cool to, to wrestle against them might be nice because you guys can sort of get yourself over in a way too. You know each other's moves, you know what's coming, you know you're comfortable with each other in the ring. So, so yeah, that actually might be beneficial, uh, especially on a, on an injury comeback. So, awesome. Um, uh, so, uh, uh, we have uh, our, our guest here, Kyle Kruger, and we have uh, we have about uh, 14 minutes here left with Kyle. 
So uh, I'm going to ask you a, a few of the tougher questions uh, now. Uh, this is the uh, uh, put on your seatbelt section of the interview. So uh, you know you've had you've had you've had two matches. Uh, now you have not uh, told us did you win those matches? Uh, are you two and zero, one and one, zero and two? One and one. One and one. And uh, who did you beat? Who did you uh, who did you get cheated by? Um, I beat Bubba. Uh, his 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 character name was uh his character name was uh fourteen uh twenty four carats. And uh, Bubba, he's a uh, Kenny Kenny's a uh, little cousin. Very good wrestler though. I see a bright future in him. Um, I did a good job. Um, the one I lost was against Tyler uh, last year, and that and that's pretty much the. It. I will admit. I did show more of my character in these matches. They're not they're just quick matches. They're not like they're not like fifteen minute classics or five star classics. They're just they're good matches, but they're like quick matches. And uh so uh now uh have they uh you know, you mentioned that uh, you've been out for a year with your uh shoulder. Is, is there any improvement at all? And when do you think uh you might get back into the ring? Probably, um, probably, probably next year, or, or if I do make a speedy recovery, which I wish would happen, maybe uh, the, uh, the the latter half of, of this year. But that's that's depending on it. And uh, you uh, you mentioned who uh, you want to wrestle now. Um, how uh, how uh, uh, do you see yourself? Uh, do you want to uh, do you want to stay uh, as a homebody there at your promotion there for a while? Or do you want to start traveling, or what are your plans there? I do want to travel, but it depends. It depends on the future. I mean, we we don't control the future. I mean, we we make our own futures, but in terms of life and stuff, it's kind of a it's kind of a hardball. Right now, you know, and, yeah, and the thing is. We we can't really, uh, you know, we can't really say you know what's going to happen, like you said, but uh, you know you you basically can control your own destiny. If you if you could predict right now where you see yourself a year from now, where would it be? Um, I think as an indie wrestler, but also a newbie pro voice actor. But that's just me. That's just me being a little bit high up, if you get what I mean. Right, and I, I, you know, and I do appreciate how you answered that. It's, it's really cool how you answered that. I like that. So we have uh, we have our big guest here. We have about uh, 10 minutes with uh, our man here, uh, Kyle Kruger. So with uh, everything that's uh, happened, you know, with your soldier injury and COVID, when you think about it, you know, no one wants to get injured. And no one wants to be sidelined by a pandemic, but when you think about it, the pandemic, in in an odd way, has kind of helped you out because you know everything's been having to shut down. You would have had to shut down yourself because of the injury, but now you can kind of say, well, you know, because of COVID, you know, I can't wrestle anyway, so I'm going to take the time to heal up until things start opening back up when COVID is done. And I think we're starting to turn the corner on it. Uh, you know, Hopefully. you kind of touched on a little bit about it. But what is, how is things improving in your area, if at all? 
Um, things are good. Um, so uh, rest. So we. So can. So yeah, it sucks that we lost the wrestling company, and it's not because of any BS backstage stuff. It's because like just being a jerk to us and stuff like that. But I actually am. I'm kind of jealous that my friends get to wrestle and I don't. And and I'm not envy jealous. Just just happy jealous, if you get what I mean. And oh yeah, you miss it. You want to get back to it. I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah being a little bit sidelined did help me realize that maybe this was fake, maybe this was destiny, maybe this helped me realize more about my 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 uh, purpose in, in the wrestling world. Exactly. So uh now do you uh is there any kind of matches that uh you won't do uh at all or are there any matches that you're looking forward to wanting to try? I want to try doing a hardcore match, but not like a Japanese or ZZW match. I'm not ready for those yet. Yet. So, uh, how about like the McFoley types where you get thrown off a cage? I mean, I mean, to be honestly fair, I cannot. If I was in Foley's position, I would have been knocked out for the rest of the match. They would have to cancel it. At least I would have gotten some respect. But it's like I can't. Yeah. I can't hobble myself back in the ring with a broken arm. I can't survive. I can't survive. Yeah, I mean, I mean, at, at that point, at that point, is the respect even worth it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, going back and watching, I watched that match live. I was 10 years old. Um, wow. And, and and yeah, I was like Jesus. Yeah, and, and even watching it now at 32, I'm like wow. So yeah, I. I I don't know if I could do that either. I'm with you. And I'm not even a wrestler, but just watching it horrifies me. So, yeah, I, I totally hear well, you there. Want to know something? When I watched that match, do you know what I said? I said a few times, you're going to like what I said. Mick took that bump like he had a small paper cut. The closest wrestler I think would have taken that bump and survived at that time would have been Spike Dudley because Spike was sort of a guy who could take any bump. And I mean any bump. But seeing Foley do that bump, it's like, this guy's not skinny. He's not muscular. He's just um, just sort of a husky, really, really husky dude. And yet he, and yet he took it very well. He took that bump very well. Oh yeah, I mean he was he was well over two hundred pounds, and for him to he was almost three hundred probably in his, at his heaviest. And for him to go flying off the cage like that um, and hitting the table with that force, um, you know, was 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 ridiculous. And then when he went through the cage. Um, yeah, it just really, it really goes to show you what some of these guys would do. Exactly, what they would do to get that pop, to get that iconic status. Um, and you know, they're, they're, they're better men than me. I wouldn't have done that. I think it was just like, you know what? I know I'm injured, but these people, I'm not gonna rip these people off. I think he was just. He just loved wrestling so much, and he just said, "No, I'm not doing. I'm not going to the hospital right now." He didn't even go to the hospital after the match. When no, he, he came out hospital, later that match? night um, during the exactly. next match, the Stone Cold Kane match. He came out again to the ring and took a chair shot. So yeah, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. No, no. The thing is, want to know something? Something about the match? A little fun fact. Like Austin. Yeah knew that Foley was in a lot of hurt. And when you see him punch him, his punches are weak as hell. They are so weak. Like, it's stuff you see in training wrestling. 
I know he didn't want to hurt Foley, but if Foley can take all of that, I bet he can take a few punches, Austin. Possibly, but the thing is, is I think everybody was just nervous. Everybody was just scared for, you know, this guy's a lunatic, and I mean, how hurt is he for real? Because, you know, and I kind of, we're going to get back into the regular topic here, but the, 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 the toss off the cage was the first one was planned. The choke slam through the cage was not planned. The cage gave way. So, you know, nobody really know, knew just how hurt he was. So I, I don't blame him for taking it a little easy. Um, but, but I mean, wow, it, it, they're all better men than I would. I would have been done, like, like you said, I would have been done, that's it. I would have been done wrestling overall, to be honest with you. I would have been, nope, that's it. Nice career. Hang it up. Have fun, guys. You know, so they're better men than I am. I mean, yeah, I mean, Foley, I mean, to me, that night showed us, I think I think McFoley during his career was respected both as a person, a wrestler, but that night, he, I bet he earned pretty much every fan's respect that night. He earned, the, he earned every fan's respect that night, the one when they got the pay-per-view. They, he just loved wrestling, and he's willing to put up with that. And that's good. Well then, what do you what do you feel then, being a wrestling fan yourself, and and obviously having you know uh, a vast knowledge of wrestling and, and and knowing about a match that now happened 23 years ago, which is pretty impressive. Um, what is your opinion then um, on Ric Flair coming out then and calling Foley nothing but a glorified stuntman after a couple of these matches? Well, I, I don't hate Flair and Foley as a per as people. I think it's more like Rick doesn't – Rick has a good hardcore record. I think what he was trying to say is that, well, I like Foley, but I don't like him. I think what – I think to me Rick is – Rick has his moments of being disrespectful, but it's more like you can at least see where he's coming from. But I, but I bet he and – I bet – I mean, to be honestly fair, he, don't, he did earn respect. He did gain respect from Foley over the years. Years. If they didn't have respect for each other, they wouldn't have. They wouldn't steal the show in SummerSlam 2006. By the way, I watched that match, and that match is super good. It's the best match of that show, and, oh, and the fact that Foley and Rick, Rick, Rick were going to were going to kill each other, utter were, was was really satisfying. Uh, Kyle Kruger's our guest here. We got about uh, three minutes here left. Uh, real quick here, so our, our fans can check you out here. Uh, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe. What do you got? I got a Facebook page just saying Kyle Kruger with the nickname Saturn. Don't call me Saturn, just call me Kyle Kruger. Saturn's not a bad nickname, but I don't want to feel Perry Saturn's nickname. Uh, my YouTube channel is Kyle Kruger. The image is a drawing of a jester. Um, um, my... My Instagram is KyleFruger22. It has a picture of Starfire and Raven hugging from the original Teen Titans show. Um, I have a DVR called Dragon Kyle 44, and it has some wrestling stuff in it. So, um, and I also have a Tumblr, but I need to remember that. So I'll text you that later on. But yeah, things are cool, man. They, I mean, wow. Just wow. Well, man. and I'll tell you what, we'll, de- we'll, de- we'll definitely have you on again. And uh, when you get when you're uh, when you're ready to step back in the ring again, I want you to keep. Well, I want you to send me your number on Facebook. I'm going to call you. Uh, I'm going to get you some uh, voice up work and get that going for you. 
uh, that way uh, you'll have a couple things to fall back on, and uh, we'll have you work for the show. Uh, we'll get you some notoriety that way, and uh, just by telling everybody in the wrestling world you're friends with the icon, that's going to sort your career to where you need to go anyway. Well, but I'm that's not something else. With, I'm not friends with Sting, by the way, not in real life. Just a huge fan. Just, just, uh, just saying. Also, just one more thing before we leave. Can I just say this? Yeah, go ahead. I think Crash Holly should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Well, he definitely should, yes. Because he's the greatest hardcore champion of all time, and he's also a decorated champion in his own right. Well, yeah, I, I, I can't uh, I can't deny that. And he's, uh, uh, from the times I've, I've met him, he's been a pretty nice guy. So, uh, yeah, that's it's just uh, too definitely bad. true. It's just, I feel bad that he ended his life, and that sucks, but... At least he left the legacy before he, you know, kicked the bucket. There you go. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you hey, what, thanks, man. man. I, I, we I appreciate you joining us. Uh, uh, send me your number. I'm going to call you this week, and I'm going to get everything uh, get everything set for you, all right? Oh, yeah. Also, one more thing. If you invite me, can you ask me some attitude error questions? Because it kind of felt like we were just talking about Foley and Crash more often. Just saying, I'm sorry, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I should not tell you how to do your job. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, no, it's all right, man. We we love tips, so we appreciate it, and uh, that's awesome. Uh, but I'll tell you what. Uh, stay in contact with me. We'll get you back on again, definitely. Cool, man. See you, dude. Also, by the way, take care, bud. Thank you. Also, by the way, beware in Truesdale because I am the am the greatest thing to come out of St. Michael's, Maryland. Peace. All right. Kyle Kruger, ladies and gentlemen, what a great guest. Uh, man, I'll tell you what, I, I think he's going to go pretty far into business. He's got the drive to do that. So uh, I think our next guest should be on. Um, uh, it should be a 631 uh, number. If, uh, yep. Are. Yep, yep, yep. I see him. All right. So if you uh, put him on, I, see the, uh, I see the number. So I'll pop him. Well, hold on. I'm going to tell the. In turn, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll put I'll put the number through right now. Do your thing. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, the place where nobody wants to be sent. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you our favorite independent big man as he walks down the aisle right now. He's stepping in the ring. He is. Hey, this is Cade. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hulkster. Hey, buddy, how are you? What's going on, my brother? How are you? Well, we're doing all right. Here's what we're going to do here. Uh, We'll have you give us a little background about yourself, and I'll ask you some questions. Then we'll do a roundtable, and then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. So go ahead. Yeah, basically, man, I started wrestling in uh, 2004. I was trained by Mikey Whipwreck at uh, the NYWC Training Academy in Deer Park, Long Island. Been doing this professionally since 2004, like I said, and just doing my thing, man. You know, grew up a fan, loved wrestling, and now I'm a part of the business. That's awesome. So uh, in your uh, in your time in the business, uh, uh, you, you've uh, I'm sure you've seen a lot of stuff. Uh, what would you, uh, uh, how long have uh, you been uh, going uh, since you started training with Mikey Whipwreck? 
Uh, I've been training since 2004. Uh, professionally, I debuted in 2005. So, what is it, 16, 15, something like years? I, I, it's, it's just a big blur, honestly, at this point. That's awesome, man. Now, how did you get hooked up with uh, uh, Mikey Ripwreck? Uh, did you see a, uh, an ad on the Internet? Did you see an ad on uh, the paper? How did you get hooked up with Mikey? So I was uh, 17 years old. And my mom was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to be a pro wrestler. You know, I grew up watching wrestling, like I said. And um, came across, you know, doing research. The only schools that were coming up were like Leeson's Gym, Johnny Rod, Monster Factory, uh, CZW School came up, stuff like that. Nothing really local. And for whatever reason, came across this uh, website called Critical Mass Pro Wrestling, which was in Hicksville, Long Island. And on their site, they said that they closed down, but they will re- be, uh, I'm sorry, uh, reopening 2004 in September under NYWC with head trainer Mikey Whipwreck. And obviously, being a wrestling fan, I knew who Mikey was. Not big following of his career because EW was crazy to get a hold of. You know, it was like late at midnight and stuff. But I knew of Mikey, and I was like, this is perfect. It's less than an hour from my house. Mikey's a legitimate name in the business. Has done amazing things this is this is exactly what i need and yeah man signed up the second week the school is open that's awesome now uh you you know you're known as uh you're known as kate uh and you also have a uh you also have a interesting moniker uh the death something tell us about that moniker yeah there's two monikers so uh the name changed to kate is very recent uh we can get into that if you want and uh, I go by the Deathmatch as Guardian, or uh, recently the American Godzilla. Yeah, because uh, I remember when we started talking, you were known as uh, Scott Case. <laughs> so, so yeah. I'm gonna have to change your guest. I'm gonna have to change your guest card then. Uh, so now, when you um, when you uh, are wrestling in the ring, do you consider yourself to be a uh, a babyface, a heel, on in between? Or are you more of a crowd guy? Man, I'm just me. Uh, I'll do what, you know what I got to do to get the job done, whether it gets me cheered, whether it gets me booed. Uh, I mean, I guess I'd be mean. Um, you know, if you like me, like me, hate me, uh, hate me. I'm just going to do what I got to do. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome. Katie's our guest here. We got 25 minutes. So, Granny, he could be a heel. He could be a nice guy. What do you got for a guest? <laughs> Kate, go ahead, Granny. Well, hello. I am Granny Holkster. I'm not a wrestler, just a big fan, and I don't like the heels. So if you were heel, I think I'd have some fun talking smack to you. But, you know, so uh, I guess one of my questions to you is um, if you could have any kind of dream match, what kind of match would you want and who would you want your opponent to be? Uh, I mean, there's multiple for multiple reasons, but, um, I mean, if I had to pick just one for me, it would probably be just a regular straight-up wrestling match with Jake Roberts. It's Jake's my favorite That'd wrestler awesome. of all time. Um, I, I grew up a fan of Jake, you know, of course, the first one was because of the snake, um, but Jake would be my uh, my dream match if I had to pick just one. Yeah, I've met Jake Roberts many times. I've seen – I actually – have seen him wrestle, and I've met him many a times at uh, independent wrestling shows that I used to go to all the time that he made several appearances at. Pretty nice guy. He's really nice guy. So. Yeah, that's awesome. 
That's awesome. Uh, Kate is our guest here. We have uh, 24 minutes here with Kate. Uh, uh, Granny, uh, you got any, uh, you got any other it. questions? That's All right. Uh, big swing. What do you got for our guest? The big man, Kate. Go ahead. Well, you know what's funny, Icon, is I actually, all these places that uh, he's mentioning, uh, I actually know very well. My um, my whole, my father's whole side of the family uh, is from the, the West Iceland Brentwood area. Uh, and actually, I had my, my ex-girlfriend in college um, uh, for three of my four years was actually from Deer Park. So it's funny, he, I, I know a lot of these uh, these places and Again, I'm in New York. Uh, Icon's in North Dakota. Granny's in uh, Arkansas. We're kind of doing a three different triangular Bermuda Triangle type of thing going on right now. But, uh, but yeah, so I know all of these places. Um, and you mentioned that you'd been a wrestling fan for a while, started uh, really training in 04, but obviously would have had to have been a, a wrestling fan before that. Um you go to did you were you able to get to a lot of shows maybe at the Coliseum or or when they came to the, the New York area and you said Jake the Snake was your favorite but but kind of who else were your influences to want to get into the business? Uh yeah I mean I, I've gone to numerous shows you know as a kid um, I mean my my one of my first uh, live events was a house show for WWF uh, I hmm. believe he was the champion at the time but you know I mean I, I was fortunate enough be uh like in the sixth and seventh grade when um austin was at his, his height so anytime mm-hmm. they were at the garden or ms uh nasa coliseum or, or msg i was there man i mean that was like the the epicenter of wrestling you know like steve austin the attitude era um and then as far as influences man i mean like like i said jake's a big influence uh the road warriors Terry Fong, Mick Foley, um, Kat, uh, the Road Warriors, Stan Hansen, Bruiser Bro. I mean, I can go, I can sit here and list off guys, you know. But uh, the main, the main ones would be uh, the Road Warriors, stuff like that. That got my real interest. And then as I became a wrestler, you know, then you you dive into, you know, you really realize who is a good worker. I mean, Jake to me is the be all end all. I don't think anyone's better than Jake, but I mean, Terry Funk, I, I like. I, guy after guy and for numerous different reasons you know it, it, it's actually kind of funny you mentioned Mick Foley is he like a is he like a hometown hero for you guys down on the island if you're a wrestling fan uh, definitely yeah. you know I, I, I don't think uh, you can't mention pro wrestling on Long Island without Foley's coming up um, I bet, know, I and bet. I've been up to work with him um, in wrestling out of wrestling uh, doing Holy Foley with him I have nothing with great things to say, Uh, Nick. That's awesome. Uh, Kate Kate is our guest here. we got uh, 20 minutes here with Kate. So uh, I'm going to kind of go back to this. Uh, We mentioned that uh, when I I booked you and I made your guest card, uh, you were known as uh, uh, Scott Cade. Why the change? Uh, Or is it because they they charge you by the letter on your uh, uniform? No. Uh, so for most of my, well, not most, pretty much all my career until recently, I've been in the 300-plus uh, pound range. You know, at my heaviest, I was 380. Uh, a few times at my lowest, I was a little below 300. But I've always been, you know, a bigger guy. And during the pandemic, I mean, as much as it sucked and it was probably, you know, a very it's a down point in probably everyone's lives, for me, I try to take it as a positive, and I focus on my health and, and getting into better shape. And 
I dropped 150 pounds. I went from uh, 380 to 40, 140 pounds. Whatever. Uh, I say 150, but right now I'm sitting at like 244. I really feel like the moniker stockade uh, fits a 244-pound person. So I just was like, you know what, I'm going to cut it in half. I'm not going to call myself stock, but Cade kind of fits. And it's, you know, it's a little bit of a nod to what I did, but it's not a complete 180 where it's, like, it's completely new. So I just felt like it fit better. And after doing it for 15 years under one name, you know, just I've always had the idea of changing it. But out of respect to Mikey and where I came from, I, I didn't. And now I'm at the point where, you know, I got to take a chance on me. And, you know, if anyone that has a problem with the name change has a problem with it, I'll deal with it. If not, I'm, this is what I'm going to roll with. Well, you know, uh, what's interesting is, uh, you know, I kind of, uh, I kind of want to uh, ask you a couple questions about this. Actually, our our fans are asking about this. Uh, you know, um, uh, our our, I I keep telling everybody we got the smartest listeners around. I mean, there's other uh, radio uh, shows that right that they have the smartest listeners, but I I believe that we do. Uh, someone had, uh, wanted me to ask you the question about uh, your profile picture on Facebook with the uh, with the red uh, over your eyes and above your eyes. Uh, can you tell us about that? Yeah, so that started. Um, if anyone knows me personally, uh, basically the couple things that I really like in my life are my outside of my hobby is basically outside of wrestling. Uh, I like to work out. Uh, I like comic books. I like Viking stuff because that's my family heritage, and I like reptiles and I like Godzilla. I'm a big sport fan, so I was actually in a program with a lovely and amazingly talented wrestler named Kara Calloway, who is the queen of the dinosaurs. And the basis of our, our feud, our little story we're telling, started as a joke. Uh, I made fun of dinosaurs. He made fun of Thor. So the Thor Ragnarok movie came out, and he actually had the red face paint. So I just did it for that match. And everyone was like, dude, that looked really cool. It's different. It's you know, you should stick with it. And being a big Road Warriors fan, uh, they wore face paint. I don't have the ability to do fancy face paint. I can just do two lines on my face and not mess it up. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to rock with it. And it just kind of stuck. So it's my little my homage to Thor, a little tribute to the Road Warriors. But, yeah, I, I wish there was a more meaningful story to it, but it's just kind of me being a mark for the Road Warriors and Thor. Uh, that's awesome, and uh, I, I just got to ask, you know, you mentioned your heritage is uh, Viking. It's just like me. I'm Norwegian myself, so uh, you got to be a fan of that team from Minnesota, right? Of course. Uh, I'm actually a Texans fan because my favorite player uh, was is J.J. Watt, even though he's no longer with them, but I am a Houston Texans fan, uh, as I am a Houston Astros fan because my favorite player growing up as a kid was Jeff Bagwell, but I am mm. a Minnesota Viking. There you go. And uh, you know, Granny, she's in uh, she's in uh, Arkansas, and her favorite uh, team is they got a, they got an unknown quarterback named uh, Mahomes, and uh, uh, you know, an unknown uh, quarterback. Fortunately for the big swing, you know, uh, he uh, just did yeah, one he, hell of a job. And only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah! Pretty much, yeah. And. Uh, yeah, yeah, his team is uh, the only way they can get to the playoffs is the whole team buys tickets. Anyway, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry. Uh, uh, Kate is our guest here. We got about 16 minutes here with Kate. So uh, we're gonna we're not gonna spend a whole lot of time on this because it kind of sucks and I think it's coming to an end. But 
How has uh, COVID affected uh, uh, your area and your career and what you're doing, if any? Uh, I mean, I went from wrestling, you know, anywhere from one to three shows a week to wrestling one to twice, so two times a month. Uh, in New York, it's, you know, we just got everything lifted pretty much in terms of not having to wear a mask if you're vaccinated. Uh, things should be opening up soon. I think I'm hearing rumblings of uh, shows being done in July or August. It sucked, man. Um, you know, fortunately, you know, there were shows on the down low. There was a guy in uh, Binghamton, New York, Excite Wrestling, Johnny Moose. He kind of uh, basically, the dude went out and just found loopholes, and we did a drive-in show. We've done seminar shows. I mean, it was pretty much get wherever you could do get to work, and I mean I feel bad for there. Haven't worked in over a year, and there are some guys like myself who had, you know, a handful, maybe a dozen matches since the pandemic. But it's been a bummer for everyone, man. You know, it just I'm really glad it seems like we're we're reaching the uh, the end of the end of the tunnel. There's light at the end of it. And uh, with uh, that being said, uh, uh, for our fans that are listening, no, uh, we're going to continue our contest here. Uh, for those of you who uh, go to our Facebook page and like it between from now uh, till the end of uh, the end of the show to the beginning of next week's show, if you go and like our page off the ropes on uh, Facebook, uh, you'll automatically get qualified to either win a autograph from one of our guests from this week or uh, from a previous show, and uh, we might even let you choose uh, which autograph you get. So. Uh, Go to our Facebook page, Off the Ropes, like us, and uh, hopefully uh, Kate can, uh, might be willing to send us a few uh, for giveaways. We'd appreciate it if you can do that. Um, so back to, um, back to uh, wrestling here. So do you know when uh, your next match is? And if so, who is it against? Where is it at? When is it? What are the details? Give us a skinny on that. Yeah, my next match is uh, June 5th for Sight Wrestling in Binghamton, New York. Uh, I believe I'll be facing a gentleman named Pat Sawyer, who's a six foot eight Native American professional wrestler. So it should be fairly interesting. Uh, now, he's not related to the legend, is he? No, I, I, not, not as far as I know. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's just that you mentioned the name Sawyer, so I'm like thinking... Man, could that be related to Buzz Sawyer? That'd be awesome. No. Kate uh, 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 is our guest here. We've got about uh, 13 minutes here with uh, the big guy. So now you, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, your hero Jake Roberts. Uh, I just want to kind of touch on that a little bit. You know, it's you know what was cool about Jake Roberts. Uh, if you ever watched any of his uh, uh, interviews real close, what he would do is he would always talk at a certain level. Then what he would do is he would get kind of quiet like this, so you'd have to get closer to the TV to know what he was saying. Uh, do you monitor yourself after his uh, uh, interviews as well? Uh, I, you know, I still, you know, I take bits and pieces from a little bit of everybody, uh, whether it be Jake or Foley or Funk. Uh, I try not to yell in my promos because, you know, who the hell are you yelling at? But Jake is a very big influence on my promo style. Uh, also Raven. Um, you know, you just try to take a little bit from everybody. It's not stealing. In my eyes, it's uh, being respectful and paying tribute. But, yeah, Jake's definitely a big uh, a big influence on everything I do in the ring, wrestling and promos. Now, is there, uh, is there any wrestler um, 
that if you had a chance, I know you mentioned who who uh, you'd like to, uh, who your dream match would be, but uh, I'm going to ask you this, because I ask all independent wrestlers this, and no one has ever answered the same, but I'll put it to you, two-part question. Let's say that you're at a show doing your doing your match, and there's like an official from either AEW or WWE or Ring of Honor, what have you. And uh, at the end of the match, they come and say, hey, you know, we're having tryouts at this location next week. We think you'd... Uh, you should come try out. And uh, like I say, two-part question. Let's say that uh, you go to the tryout and uh, they offer you this nice, big, fat contract. Now, is that something you'd want to do? And if you do get that big-time contract, would you not big-time us and still talk to us and still be our friend? Oh, I mean, I think anyone that's in this business wants to make a living at it, whether it's any company. I don't think anyone would turn down – I mean, that, like I said, that – wants to make money. I think that's the goal is to make money and live out your dream. Uh, and no, no amount of money or contract or fame would, would change the person that I am. So you, you meet the same people on the way up as you do on the way down. And, you know, I made mistakes when I was younger, like I'm sure everyone has, and you get cocky and brash, but no, uh, I try to remember those that were there for me and, and, you know, put, try to put me out there on a, uh, on a pedestal, you know, so to speak, you know, advertise me, give me the time to speak. So, no, I wouldn't big league anybody. You know, I know there are – I've had that, you know, guys that I've met before they got signed and met them after, and they act like they don't – you know, they're either better or they just don't remember. So, I don't think that's cool, you know. Be good to everybody. That's awesome. I like the way you say that. And, uh, Big Swing, you can uh, you can uh, help us remind us on this. Uh, we had a guest uh, that kept that promise to us. Uh, do you remember who that was, Big Swing? Um, I do. Hang on. He's looking up in his arc. There we go. No, no, no. Sorry, I just had to make sure my microphone was on because sometimes I have it, uh, I have it muted if I'm not talking. So, uh, no, I, I do. It was uh, actually AEW's Kenzie Page, and uh, we actually were her first, her first interview uh, ever. She was like 17 years old or something like that, and uh, I kind of asked her the same question. And then uh, maybe, oh, I don't know, what, six months later or something like that, uh, I saw her, uh, you know, debut at AEW. I called him to turn it on and whatnot. He got in touch with her, and, and, and yeah, she she came back on with us. Uh, obviously, now they have a similar rule like WWE where you can't really talk to him now, but at the time we could. And, uh, and, yeah, she's still a good friend of the show, and, you know, we were her first ever interview that got her going and stuff, so that's always always fun but uh you know it's funny he mentions um uh you know about about people you know wanting to shoot you know you don't think anybody would turn down the money or turn down a opportunity you'd be surprised there are people who wouldn't who have said on the show they wouldn't go to a certain company for a certain reason or they wouldn't you know that they enjoy being independent and they wouldn't want to go to something with WWE with its creative flaws right now or its restrictions on its wrestlers and this and that. They wouldn't want to go to, you know, something. So it, it really kind of depends. I mean, if you're, if you're okay with certain things and you're okay with, you know, restrictions and rules and whatever, but you want the paycheck, WWE might be it. If you want a little bit more creative freedom, but you won't make quite as much something like maybe like a ring of honor or something might be for you. So it's just, uh, it's just really your preference, I suppose. Wow. Yeah, like, like I, you know, whatever. At the end of the day, it's, you know, someone's happy doing what they're doing at whatever level they're doing at. When you were, uh, 
When you were growing up, were you a ECW fan? When I could see it, like I said, you know, I, ECW had weird time frames before it got on uh, it's TNN Thanks for the yeah. fight. Yeah, um, you know, I would get DVDs or VHS tapes for DVDs, but I would try to see whatever I could, you know, and watch. I mean, thankfully, now with the network, I was able to watch pretty much everything they put. Yeah, I mean, mm. you know, I, I would watch, you know, WWF, and then all of a sudden, you you got people like, oh, God, you see this thing called ECW, they're, they're setting each other on fire, and this and that, and you, then you watch, you're like, I see this, and you're like, holy shit, like, who's this, who's that, and then all of a sudden, you open you know, this whole new world of guys, you know? Uh, I, I yeah, love ECW. Yeah. It's definitely, you know, uh, I love the Attitude Era. I love, um, you know, I love strong style Japanese wrestling, but the ECW was just like the combination of a little bit of everything. So I, I, I wish there were more companies like ECW that had that vibe of going out there, being more adult oriented, mm-hmm. having a variety of wrestling. You know, I know AEW seems to be like that, but it's like certain elements. Now, unfortunately, uh, um, they didn't come to New York very often. And, and, and as a kid, I, I, you know, didn't get to see them live because they barely came up here. But uh, your uh, when you were growing up, WCW was that was that a thing at all for you? Or did you not really watch much? I mean, I, I mean, I watched um, everything pretty much. You know, like my dad would tape, okay. you know, stuff, early stuff. But I mean, I think anyone that grew up excuse me, uh, during the Attitude Era, uh, I think the Monday Night Wars is synonymous, of course. You know, you you would. I throw that hour before, and then you would flip flop back and forth. You know, if there was a match you weren't interested in, segment you turn to Nitro, and and then vice versa. So of course, you know, I would watch. Well, you know, I think uh, you know I, I'm going to touch on that real quick. We we have uh, Cage as our guest here. We got six minutes. I'm going to kind of touch on this a little bit. You know, uh, a lot of people thought I was crazy for what I did. I knew that uh, Monday Night Raw was taped, right? So what I would do is I would watch WCW live for three hours, and then I would go back and put the tape in for uh, uh, the WWE because it was taped anyway, so it didn't really matter. The reason why I watched WCW uh, live is because, you know, like Eric Bischoff has said, we'll talk to our next guest about that. Uh, you never know what's going to happen, so you have to tune in to find out what the hell is going to happen next, kind of like this show. You don't know who we got coming on, but you need to tune in every week to find out who we got on. And speaking of that, so we can get this in, uh, if our fans wanted to follow you and see what you got going on and uh, so they can stay in touch with you, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe. Uh, what do you got? Uh, I got Facebook. It's uh, Joe, K-K-I-D-E. Uh, Instagram, uh, Deathmatch, Asgardian Cade. Uh, Twitter's DM as Guardian, and then my YouTube channel is uh, Deathmatch as Guardian, Cade, and Godzilla Cade. Uh, my YouTube is my reptile videos and some wrestling matches. I'm starting to build the YouTube channel so people can subscribe. That'd be great. But yeah, man, I mean, I, I follow back. I, I, you know, as long as you're not a troll, you're cool to follow me and follow you back. Well, yeah, that's why I stopped calling our guests at 2 in the morning. <clears throat> the female guest is I got sick of all the. Uh, I got sick of all the, um, um, what do you call it, uh, restraining orders. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you mentioned YouTube real quick here. Um, what What is one match that you want uh, people to gravitate towards first? Which one is on there that you're most proud of that you want them to check out first? 
Uh, that would be probably uh, it, it kind of encompasses who I am as a professional wrestler. Would be my match with Dre Raver from H2O's Hardcore Kingdom Three. Uh, you know, it's got a little bit of the violence, got a little bit of the wrestling, the hard hitting. It kind of encompasses everything that I am as a professional wrestler. So if you were going to go, somebody said, hey, what, what should I see of you? I would probably send them to that. There's numerous matches, you know, I have with, uh, there's, I think there's a series of matches I have on there with Tony Neese, uh, Mikey Whipwreck. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of good stuff, but that match with G. Raver from uh, Hardcore Kingdom 3 for H2O would definitely be one that I would say to check this out. And is there any match out there that uh, you'd like to try and find footage for that you don't have that, you, that you've been looking for? Uh, actually, yes. Uh, recently, a uh, guy that I, when I broke into wrestling, he kind of helped me out and took me under his wing. His name was Havoc. Uh, he recently passed away about a week ago. And there's a match oh, with shit. my tag partner, Brawley, against uh, Havoc and uh, a gentleman named Steve Mack, Monster Mack, uh, from, uh, I believe it was Jersey Shore Championship Wrestling. And it's one of those matches, I, 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 one of the few times I got, the, got to work. Uh, have it so it, it would mean a lot if I could get to see it. I'm sure the footage is out there somewhere. It's just you know <laughs> trying to find who has it. Down. And uh, if they let's just say that someone listening has that footage, uh, uh, you'd be tickled that they they contact you on Yahoo Messenger say, hey, uh, I got the match. Do you want it? You know. Yeah, of course. I mean that'd be that'd be great. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Kate is our guest here. Uh, unfortunately, we only got uh, two minutes left. Uh, and if, you know, I was going to say, if we haven't uh, scared you way too much, would you be willing to join us again? Yeah, sure, man, absolutely. And uh, uh, I know that uh, it might be kind of hard uh, to get your trainer on, but uh, do you think that he might be willing to join us? Uh, Mikey doesn't really like to do a lot of podcasts. I absolutely can pass it along. I just can't make any promises. Okay, well, I understand that. Uh, you know, you know, as, as you see, you know, we're not your. Uh, uh, as uh, the honky-tonk man calls us, we're not your typical mama basement radio. That's Which is what he said. Mikey's got his yeah. own podcast that So, you know, that can give you a little idea of his mentality when it comes to things. Uh, it's nothing against anybody. It's just, you know, Mikey is Mikey. That's all I can say about that. Yeah, no, it's no problem. I mean, it's no worries at all. We got you. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We want to thank you for uh, being on with us. You've been awesome. If you could uh, send us a few autographs for giveaways, whatever you can do for us, uh, we would appreciate it. And uh, you have been so awesome. And I'll make you a uh, I'll make you a new uh, guest card with your new name on it. And uh, we'll uh, I'll get that uh, messenger to you. You got me. I'll send you guys uh, a shirt and some stuff to just give away. No worries. Awesome. I appreciate, it, buddy. Thank you very much. You got it, man. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. All right, Cade. Man, uh, when I when I first met him, he was known as Stock Cade, then he shortened his name, which is really cool. I like that, actually. So, uh, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, I, I just got a uh, notice that uh, our next guest said that he was going to call in. So, it should be a 317 number. So yes, So, if they're yes. showing up, let me know. Yes, they, they've been on now for about the last two and a half to three minutes, yep. All right, go ahead and put them on. We're going to have some fun. We might have to go overtime with this one, but I'll... Uh, that's fine. Can you can you grab the board if that's the case? I will, yep. Okay, all right. Yeah, then, yeah, that's fine. 
ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. One of the biggest thorns in the side of Easy E, Eric Bischoff. Ladies and gentlemen, I love this guy because of his, as they call, gives us the dirty laundry. He is the New York Times bestseller, The Death of WCW. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you R.D. Reynolds. I've never been introduced as the thorn in the side of anyone, but now it's my goal that I will always be introduced as that. Now, tell me, was that not the best introduction you've ever had? That was fantastic. I, I really want to. Uh, yeah, I, I now it is. That's my goal. That's my goal. Oh God! You, you, you stop feeding his ego. Tell him it sucks. So he's not. Yeah, stop His head's big enough. I didn't. I didn't know that was. Here's what we're going to do here. Uh, well, we're going to cover all this. I, I, I know that, uh, you know, I said we were going to have you on for, uh, well, between 30 and 40 minutes. But uh, if this goes well, uh, we got tons of fan questions. Uh, you know, I know it's late where you're at, but uh, would you be willing to stay with us a little extra if uh, need be? Sure, sure. Awesome. So here's what we're going to do. Give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll, uh, we'll take, I'll ask you some questions. Then we'll do a roundtable, and I'm going to come back and hit you with a hard-hitting question. So go ahead. Okay. Well, I am R.D. Reynolds. Uh, I am probably best known for starting the site WrestleCrap.com, the very worst of pro wrestling. Uh, I've been doing that for 21 years. Uh, and uh, and then I uh, have written several books, uh, written WrestleCrap, WrestleCrap Book of Lists with uh, the late, great, uh, Blade Braxton, um, and then of course a lot of people know me for uh, the death of WCW, uh, which is a book we wrote, um, you know, many years ago, and then we did a 10th anniversary edition that was 40% larger, uh, just going over everything that killed a once great wrestling company. Uh, R.D. Reynolds, our guest here. We have uh, 42 minutes of regular time, and we probably might go a little over. And uh, uh, big swing, real quick. Uh, give them the phone numbers if our fans want to call and ask some questions. Alrighty. Well, if you do want to call in, it'll be seven one three nine five five zero three five nine. Once again, seven one three nine five five zero three five nine. Awesome. So uh, we're we're going to cover a whole uh, lot of stuff. Uh, you know, you also uh, have a great relationship with Brian Alvarez, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Oh yeah, and we're 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 great friends. I mean, we, we it was funny because we met years years ago. Um, I was a uh, you know he he would write the Figure Four newsletter, uh, and I was a fan. And he also wrote for of all the the place we really met. This will sound very strange. Was Penthouse Magazine. He had a he had a monthly column in it, and he got a hold of me. He wanted to do an article about WrestleCrap.com because it started to get some notoriety, and uh, he interviewed me for that. And I just always thought, man, this guy—the way he writes and the way he thinks—it's it's really like, a lot like how I write and how I think, especially how he writes, uh, because his writing was was so similar to mine, um, and. You know, I had, had written the first Russell Crap book, 
Uh, it had done way better than what the people at ECW Press uh, up in Canada thought it was going to do. And they came back to me and they said, would you consider writing a, uh, a sequel? And I said, well, I'm not going to write another Russ Crab book, you know, right off the bat. It's too soon. Uh, and I said, um, I'd either want to do uh, Death of WCW or Death of ECW. And I, I thought about it a little more. And I was like, I can't do Death of ECW because those people in that company really – really wanted to make it a success. You know, they were trying really hard. Uh, and then I thought, but WCW was run by a bunch of, you know, uh, nitwits. And I can make that, uh, I can make that really funny, but I knew I couldn't write it by myself. I knew I needed some help with it. And I reached out to Brian. I said, would you consider writing this book with me? And he said, yeah, it sounds fun. And uh, the rest is history. Now we've been friends for, I don't even know, 20 years, something like that. And, yeah, he's, he's an awesome friend. Hi, Connor. We lose you? Yeah, you, you, usually think, he jumps all – Yeah, he usually he's all over him. that. I think we well, did lose him. That's about the, ahead, the, 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 that's about the quietest uh, – Two and a half second stretch, I think I've heard in a long time from him. No, no, um, no, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, you are here. Um, okay, well, what were uh, you like, like doing something else? You playing on an no, iPad uh, or something? What were you doing? No, uh, what happened was uh, I, um, uh, my uh, uh, granny's favorite pooch knocked the phone out of my hand. So, um, sorry about that. So, and then. Uh, oh. Uh, okay. Yeah, RD, hopefully, uh, if he if he'd be up for it, maybe he can hook us up with uh, Brian Elvers as well. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna save the the tough questions uh, for a little bit here, but uh, we're gonna go around table. Uh, Granny, what do you got for our guest? RD Reynolds. He's uh, some uh, people like Eric Bischoff would consider him a heel. You consider him a friend. So what do you got for our guest? Go ahead. Well, it is a pleasure to have you on our show, sir. I mean. You know, I, you. I did get to meet Eric Bischoff one time in Arkansas, where I live at, at a book signing, you know. And, I mean, he was pretty cordial for the most part, I guess. You know, I mm-hmm. I was never really – I mean, I've been a big wrestling fan for years, and I really – back in the days of, you know, WCW, you know, I really wasn't too big of an Eric Bischoff fan, you know. But um, I love to watch my wrestling, and – course i'm a big fan of ecw you know i'm a big tommy dreamer fan you know and mm-hmm. love tommy dreamer he's awesome i and i actually had the opportunity this past saturday to get to meet bill alfonso at a independent wrestling show he made an appearance at. he was a manager for one of the wrestlers so that was pretty awesome to get to meet him too so yeah, I, so I mean, I, I loved loved ECW. I thought that was it was oh, yeah. you know I just thought it was fantastic stuff. So, what was your most favorite thing about writing that book that you? I mean, what was your favorite chapter? Did you have a favorite chapter, or what did you most enjoy about that book? You know, I I really enjoyed just writing it, and my goal in it, in anything I do is just try and make it funny. Yeah, you know, that was that again. That was really the 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 thing where I was like, death of ECW, death of WCW. I was like, well, WCW, that's gonna be really funny. 
fact, I remember talking with Brian about it. He 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 said to me, he goes, you know, we're going to get really depressed writing this book. And I was like, what? You're insane. Don't you remember all those horrible thunders? <laughs> you know? And I was just thinking, oh, man, I can't wait to just dive into it um, and tell all these these hilarious stories. Uh, what was funny is that I <laughs> and, and, and that was, you know, that was really the key is I there was just so many only could happen in WCW kind of moments. Uh, and it just made it a lot of it was very easy to write. But Brian was right. I mean, I went back and watched those early nitros and you know, that hot period was so fun. And it wasn't like, oh, look at how stupid this company is. No, it was just great every Monday night. And Brian was right. I got really depressed. <laughs> right? I was like, oh, man, I can't believe these people, you know, squandered the, you know, they killed the golden goose. And, uh, you know, that made it really, really tough. But the, the most fun part was, you know, just watching some of the completely ridiculous uh, moments and getting to chronicle those. Because uh, it, was, it was stuff people, you know, you tell people about it and they just don't even believe it unless you, you know, you know the proof well, is you in, know, the, I, in the pudding. I, so. You know, my gimmick name that I've had for many years, close to probably close, close to 25 years now, and I mean, I holler at bad guys at, end of, at wrestling shows. I don't like the heels, awesome. and I can talk some pretty good smack. I mean, I've had wrestlers tell me, Sit down and shut up, you crazy old woman, before you break a hip. Don't do. Don't you have a curfew at the nursing home? I had one wrestler ask me that one night, and I grabbed my keys out of my purse and I put my keys in my hand and I doubled my fist up and I about hit the guy in the nose. I said, "Baby, I don't need no curfew. I got keys to the building." So, you know, I mean, I could, you know, I, I mean, I've, I've met. Um, you know, when traditional championship wrestling was running in Arkansas, um, they mm-hmm. did TV tapings, and they still show the old TV tapings down in the Little Rock area on TV, and they quit oh. running in 2013, and I still, to this day, I still have people come up and ask me, hey, aren't you that woman, aren't you that lady on TCW, aren't you granny? Matter of fact, I had a guy last night, I was at a wrestling show last night in Springdale where I live, and he remembered me from back from the TCW days. He says, Granny, you were absolutely amazing then, and you're still absolutely amazing today. And that was like, you know, eight years ago. And uh, my uncle mm. came across a video that I had done with some wrestlers over in Oklahoma like nine years ago, and he sent me those videos. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to have to send those to the UWE guys because that was just so much fun. Of course, in that video – I didn't have one of my yellow. I've got like three Granny Hulkster shirts. My original one is yellow. It says, what you going to do when Granny Hulkster goes crazy on you? The other one is yellow. It says, Granny Hulkster, queen of TCW that I would wear to TCW shows. And then I had a pink one that my friend made for me, which I didn't – I've only worn that like a couple times to like special shows that, you know, maybe they were doing for breast cancer, you know, things like that. And I had Mm -hmm. that pink one on in that show there. And it says, the one, the only Granny Hulkster, and on the back it says, hey, shut up and wrestle. And I remember cutting this little promo with these guys, you know, and and they, the stipulation was that Fuel lost the match that I would have to wear 
this perfect storm shirt, you know, or whatever it was called. I don't even remember now what it was called, but um, or dynamic storm. I think it was called dynamic storm shirt is what it was called. And I, they show me putting on the shirt, you know, I have to put on the shirt and, I said, well, you know, one little stipulation that you boys don't know, the UWE Board of Directors contacted Granny, and they have made me queen of UWE. And they're saying, like, calling me queen of England. I said, no, I'm not queen of England, but I'm queen of UWE, and and I will, you know, Brit- Princess Brittany will never be queen. I'll, I'm the queen. <laughs> We're just going on and on and on. I mean, we had so much fun, and that was like nine years ago that I did that video with those guys, and I thought, oh, my God, you know, it just brings back so many fun memories for me. So I I love I love to watch my wrestling, and I love to interact with the wrestlers. matter of fact, I interacted with, with a couple of them pretty good last night, and it it was a lot of fun what, what we were doing last night, too, so... No, that's awesome. I mean, that's what it's supposed to all be about, right? It's supposed to be about fun. I think a lot mm-hmm. of times people just take it way too seriously. You know, people in the business, fans, whatever, you get, you know, they they get so angry and they want to point out this is what's wrong and that's what's wrong. And a lot of times it's just like, I just want to, I just want to go to a show and have fun. Is that still allowed? Because that's what I want to do. Well, I, that's what I do all the time, and I tell people, especially if it's their first show, I say, there was a guy that sat next to my husband last night, and he had never been to a wrestling show. And I said, so I asked him after the show, I said, so what did you think of Granny? He says, you were absolutely, he says, I thought I was going to die laughing, falling out of my chair, you know. And I just try to make it fun for the fans, and I'll tell the fans, like, if they've never been to a show, I'll say, okay. If you don't like the bad guys, this is who you need to boo. This is who you need to cheer for. Just watch me, you know, and I'll show you who mm-hmm. who to cheer or who to boo, you know. And I, uh, I I just love doing what I do. I mean, I I have a lot of fun. Um, I have a lot of fun doing what I do. So. Uh, awesome. RD Rose, our guest here, we got uh, we got 30 minutes here uh, of regular time, and uh, we're definitely going to have to go overtime because uh, we got a few uh, 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 a lot of questions here. As a matter of fact, uh, RD, uh, I'm holding the book in my hand right now, and I'm going to say, like I said, I'm going to say the juicy question until after uh, uh, Big Swing asks his. So go ahead, Big Swing. What do you got for our guest, RD Reynolds? Well, um, growing up as as a kid, I was always uh, more of a, a WCW kid, and that is solely because, you know, being from from Clearwater, or well, I'm not from Clearwater, my aunt was from Clearwater, Florida, she, she knew Hulk Hogan personally. Uh, they ran a parasail company down there, he would always pull his boat up, uh, and, you know, he called her Blondie, the whole thing, so she knew him personally, so I always was like, oh, Hulk Hogan, you know, my aunt knows him, blah, 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 blah. So I kind of got into watching WCW because of Hulk Hogan. Now, me having been born in 88, uh, you know, and only being turning 33, I only knew Hogan as as the, as the black and white. I didn't I didn't really know the red and yellow, uh, you know, like he became. So to me, watching it every Monday, you know, it was Hogan. It was NWO. It was Nash Hall, you know, Macho Man, Goldberg. Uh, you, you know the the the, the, um, the cruiserweights. You know it was Jericho, Malenko, those guys. 
And, you know, I'd have my NWO shirt on or my Hollywood, you know, NWO Hollywood stuff, and I'd have all this. And all my friends had Austin 316 and Brahma Bull shirts and all this. And, I, I, and I'm like, what the hell? Well, I said, hell, I was in elementary school, but I was like, you know, what, what, what do you guys wear? What is this? And they said, oh, it's Stone Cold. It's Stone Cold. You got to check out Stone Cold. And I'm like, uh, what? You know? So eventually when I got old enough um, and Austin became a thing and – you know, he became the biggest thing in wrestling. I would would go home, I'd watch Nitro, and I'd tape Raw on the upstairs TV on my parents' TV. I'd finish all my homework, I'd do whatever. I told all my friends, don't tell me what happened on Raw. I'm going to watch it Tuesday. I'd come in, I'd pop in the tape, blah, 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 when I go home from school. So I did end up watching both, but I grew up starting off as a WCW kid because of my aunt's affiliation. So, um, from that standpoint, I didn't really pay Eric Bischoff no mind uh, back then, other than I thought he was like the greatest thing ever when it came to, you know, being the heel and the, uh, the, the faith of the NWO and all this. And, you know, his, his, his rivalry with, uh, with Roddy Piper and all that stuff. Um, but the one thing I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, and I got to know, um, Icon told me, a little tidbit uh, uh, beforehand here, uh, before we went on the air, that, that Bischoff won't sign the book. He won't autograph the book <laughs> for you. Um, now, is that that I could see being a kayfabe sort of persona. I, I could see that. That's something that he would definitely do in character. However, even if I didn't like a book, even if somebody wrote a book about my demise, about essentially my mistakes – um, and you know, somebody wrote a book about something that, that I coveted so well and how it all basically went to, you know, SA double hockey stick. Um, I would still sign it. I charged her for it, but I'd sign it. Um, I, I, I don't understand why he won't. And I mean, maybe you could shed, shed, shed some light on why after all this time, he's still so salty about this. I, I, well, he 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 won't. That that's a hundred percent true story. He won't sign mm. the book. He, uh, you know, he thinks the book. Here's the thing. He will tell people the book is, you know, uh, nonsense. It's a full of lies. It's mm. you know whatever negative things that you want to say. That's mm-hmm. what he will say. True. Having said that, I know personally. For a fact, having talked with him, he's never read the book, so he doesn't know. Okay. I don't know how he would know that you know the book is you know uh, says you know all these terrible things about him. In fact, I would I would argue, and I did argue this with him. You know, we we said a lot of really positive things. Save, save that because I'm going to ask questions about that. So save that for now. Okay. okay. Um, well but, then, well then, I'll I'll jump to. Um, then I'll jump to basically, as you know, 86 weeks was the big thing. That's, you know, WCW being raw, you know, for that long of, long of an amount of time. Um, yep. Do you do you think, obviously we know why WCW went down. Essentially, yes, it was bad creative. Vince Russo, people can blame whoever they want. Essentially, it was Ted Turner and AOL not wanting WCW on their airways, not giving them a, a TV station to be on anymore, which the total full demise. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you feel that that's what they say. That that's that's what it is. But do you feel right. that WCW, uh, you know, 
well, they were rocking and rolling up until about midway through nine, 98, 99-ish. Did WWF get that much better that quick, or did WCW just fall off a cliff? Because, I mean, when you dominate, I mean, I'm looking at these ratings here. I'm scrolling through 5.3 to 2.7, uh, 4.1 to 3.0, oh, uh, 1.7 to 4.1. Like, I mean, it wasn't just they were beating the raw ratings. They were dominating the raw. I mean, they, they were beating them like they stole something. So I'm looking at what happened in literally the blink of an eye to make all that go away. Yeah, I mean, it was <clears> – <throat> I mean, that's a great question. Was was uh, I mean, WCW really got really bad. And I think well, it did. Was, I, I, I know WCW 2000 was awful. 2000, 2001 was right. really bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They, but I mean, it was really something that they got bad. And the other part of it was WWE got a double shot of, I mean, you can't I, – I mean, if you – like now, it's just impossible to even believe that they had, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock both show up within, you know, what, a year, year and a half, two years of each other, and you have these giant larger-than-life stars, and that is what mm. made WWE. It wasn't anything mm. else. It was you had these gigantic stars that just grabbed you. And made you want to watch. What is Stone Cold going to do this week? What is The Rock going to do this week? Everything else was, you know, no offense to anybody, but I mean, it was really The Rock and, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin show mm-hmm. that it was so mesmerizing. And while on the other channel, you're going through NWO, you know, the same NWO stuff. Same NWO run-ins at the end. Literally the end every of the single week. Oh, yeah, right. And it was, it was the same. It was the same thing. It would be like watching, mm-hmm. you know, you know. Imagine if, I guess, imagine this. I don't know if you guys are football fans or not, but imagine oh, you yeah. have, you know, Patrick Mahomes, okay, Kansas City Chiefs, you know, in and you know, they, they, you have this 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 guy that's on the rise. He's awesome. And let's say on the other, you know. The other uh, football game every week wasn't a live game. It was essentially just a rerun. We're going to replay, uh, you know, uh, the, you know, New York Jets every week. <laughs> I guess New York Jets wouldn't be a good example because, you know, they, they, well, yeah. they, they haven't been very good for a long time. I get what but you're I, saying, though, yeah. Imagine, yeah, imagine they, they, you know, they were going to show the Colts and they were going to show Peyton Manning. Every week, and I'm the, one of the world's biggest Peyton Manning fans, but I don't want to see reruns of his games every week. I want to see something new. I want to see something fresh, and that's what you were getting. Hmm. And and the last one, and I kind of know you you're chomping at the bit here, and uh, we will go a little over, so I'll try to keep this condensed. But um, the buildup for the entire year going into Starcade 97 with Sting against Hogan and wanting that match. Yep. Uh, do, do you feel like, uh, arguably, that was one of the, the greatest wrestling build-up storylines possibly ever? Or do you feel like they just kind of uh, uh, caught fire at the right time? Like, Do you think it was a well-done storyline, or do you think they were just so hot that anything they would have done would have been or would have worked? 
No, I thought it was fantastic. I, I thought it okay. was absolutely phenomenal. I thought that the fact that the thing that I couldn't believe, especially when the ratings were starting, you know, you know that you're trying to hot shot every week. I couldn't believe mm-hmm. Bischoff and all the credit in the world to him. Again, everybody thinks I hate the guy. I don't. All mm-hmm. the credit in the world to him and the people in WCW for holding that off. That was, it was the anticipation, right? It's what you wanted to see. You wanted to see it so bad, and they kept waiting and waiting and waiting. And then they finally gave it to you, you know. And then it was not good, but, you know, yeah. but it was something. No, that's what you want. That's what it's all about. You know, that's what it's all about is mm-hmm. making you want something and then delivering, which they made you want it. They delivered, and they did not deliver what people wanted to see, which was, you know, one of, one of the – first things where it was starting to, you know, fall off a cliff. So uh RD Reynolds is our guest here. We have uh well we have uh twenty minutes of uh regular time and we have uh I don't know, maybe five minutes of overtime after that. So let's uh, dive into the book a little bit. Uh for those of you who don't know, uh this is uh the edition I have uh, is called uh, the death of uh, WCW wrestle yep. crap and four figure uh, figure four wrestling presents the death of WCW. R. D. Reynolds and Brian Alvarez. And I read this book from cover to cover. Once I started reading it, I couldn't put it down. Three hundred and thirty four pages of information, and uh, of course you have your sources in the back, and then you have. Uh, you know, uh, if you like this book, uh, fill out this survey and uh, subscribe, and uh, we'll talk about that, too, in a little bit as well. So, now, uh, on the cover, you have uh, Vince Russo, uh, mm-hmm. who had probably, Hi, buddy. The greatest, probably the greatest quote of all time, Hulk Hogan, you big, bald son of a bitch, you can kiss my ass. That's That's his best quote ever. <laughs> Uh, you have uh, uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, uh, Woo Diesel, and uh, you know who's in my chief mode? Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. And then uh, on the other corner, you have uh, Hollywood Hulk Hogan with the fake filled-in uh, beard with a grease pencil. And then you have a sad-ass picture of Eric Bischoff. <laughs> and I happen to love this boo-boo face picture. Uh, of course, this is not his best look. This is uh, this is not yeah. his weatherman look wannabe. This is, oh my yeah. God, I I got to put out another show and I forgot to give everybody a run sheet. We got two minutes before airtime. Okay, so let's get into this. Eric Bischoff will not sign the book. You guys, we're going to touch on that a little bit. Tell us about that story. Let everybody know that I am not full of BS. I am full of fact on this. You're full of fact on this, and it was funny because that photo, you have no idea. I actually um, picked out all the photos for the for the cover of the first run of the book. And, in fact, my wife did the design, did the cover design on it. Um, and I found that picture of Bischoff, and I was like, that's like the, the best picture ever. Who is it like – and I told him that I said I I said I have to kind of apologize to him when I met him because I said that was it was kind of dirty cool, 
you know, because I found the absolute dirt worst picture that made him look like the biggest scumbag on planet Earth. And I plastered it right on the front of the book. Um, but yet, yeah, no, Eric will not sign it. Eric will not sign it. Like I said, he has never read it. He had told me face to face he will never read it. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, you know, he just, he won't. He, it, it's funny because other people will sign it. Okay. And I mentioned, you mentioned Russo or somebody mentioned Vince Russo earlier. And, and, and Russo and I, once upon a time, you know, he really, really didn't like me. But now, I mean, he and I get along great. In fact, I, I would consider, I would actually consider him a real friend. Uh, and he always laughs at that Eric won't sign the book because, you know, Russo signed the book. Yeah, sure. Where do you want me to sign it? Is there a picture of me in it? You know, <laughs> he's happy to sign the book. But, no, Eric will not sign it. That's, that is 100% fact. Yeah. Well, you um, know, uh, if you ask, uh, if you ask Mr. Russo, I'm going to say, bro, give me a Sharpie. I'll sign that sucker. And, uh, you know, if uh, if uh, uh, I don't know if you know uh, Jim Cornette, but he'd say, God damn, give me a pen, I'll sign that mother. And, uh, you know, uh, and I'm doing some of my best impressions here for you. Or, you know, like the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, you know, he, he'd sign it too. He'd sign it right on page mm-hmm. number 144, man, because that's where the gross section is. Anyway, so now, of course, now we talked about this. Now, I want to talk about. I want to talk about, you actually did a, uh, we have R.D. Reynolds as a guest here. we got 15 minutes. And uh, just so everybody knows, we're going to go a little over. Um, and I do appreciate you staying with us, R.D. But uh, sure. we, we have a contest going on on our page right now. If you like our page from the end of the show, the beginning of next week's show, uh, you automatically get qualified to win autographs of uh, our, one of our, either this week's guests or uh, a guest from uh, previous shows. Uh, and I'll be the uh, I'll be the uh, discretion on that. Or if you're really nice to me, I'll let you pick who you, uh, who you want an autograph from. But uh, speaking of that, uh, do you think you'd be willing to send us some autographs? If you have some like promo pictures or whatever, you could send us. Yeah, we can find something for you guys. Yeah. Awesome. Now, uh, and uh, also, am I the only one that ever made you a cool collector's card for your appearance? Uh, that one's pretty cool. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh, it's it's a better than uh, uh, than the one that Bischoff approved that I made for him. Uh, I uh, had him in front of. I'm serious. I actually made him a card that I wanted an mm-hmm. autograph for me. I put him in front of a weather map, and he didn't like that. Oh well. Uh, some people, you know, as, as I said earlier, some people uh, take this all way too seriously. Uh, my my one of my dearest friends, uh, late great earthquake John Santa. He was one that always said, "If you can't laugh at yourself, who can't? You know, you don't deserve to laugh at anyone." And I've always carried that. Sometimes some people, some people just can't do that. So. And uh, one other thing, I'm going to ask you on the book, and I'm going to ask about the little uh, thing that you did with Bishop. Uh, mm-hmm. After page 160, you have some great color photos uh, between mm-hmm. page 160 and 161. And of course, my favorite one is uh, the one of Stacy Keebler. I think the uh, the dress could have been a little higher hiked up, but that's a story for another time. But uh, did uh, did you take all these pictures yourself, or did you have to uh, buy them from somebody, or how did you get the photos? I'm kind of curious about that. Yeah, no, um, I actually knew a lot of people uh, that did uh, did photos. 
um, you know, wrestling photos. Uh, in fact, one of my uh, one of the people that I first got into wrestling with was was a guy by the name of Jeff Cohen. He's here in Indianapolis, and he ha- he took tons of wrestling photos. Uh, there were some other really talented uh, photographers, Doctor Mike Lano. Uh, I think you know the the Bischoff photo on the front cover. I'm pretty sure was from Doctor Mike. Um, there were just a lot of really talented people out there that, you know, talented photographers, you got to have an eye for it. Uh, and yeah, we, we just went and found some, uh, photographers cause you know, uh, trust me, I, I can barely, uh, know which side I'm supposed to point the camera at. Um, and it, I, I just have a lot of respect for people that, that have that eye and can do that. And, and we were very blessed to get so many great photos and, and not only the, the death of WCW book, but all the, all the, uh, all the books I've been able to do. So. And uh, real quick here, big swing. I'll give the numbers. So anyone who wants to call in, uh, ask RD a question. Uh, uh, what's the uh, number big swing? I'll go ahead and give it. It's uh, you can call 713-955-0359. 713-955-0359 and kids you don't even uh, kids you don't even need your parents permission to call in uh, just tell them that Big Swig said it was okay alright we continue the interview uh, R.D. Reynolds our guest here we have uh, we have 11 minutes of regular time we're going to go a little over so now um, now do, with uh, your 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 uh, website WrestleCrap.com that, that is still up correct Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Twenty-one years and going strong. Now, did you? Uh, uh, did you? Have you? You've obviously attended a lot of shows. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, uh, how many show? How many nitros would you say that you attended? If you, mm-hmm. if you know the number or a ballpark figure. I I don't know off the top of my head. My my guess is probably a half a dozen. Be my guess. Uh, I but I don't know that. Don't know that 100% fact. I had done a ton of WCW shows, uh, actually, before Nitro was ever on the air. Uh, a lot of WCW shows in um, in the early 90s, which wasn't a, a, a great period for them. But I was very blessed because I got to go to, like, uh, I remember we went to uh, Spring Stampede up in Chicago, and it was uh, uh, Flair and Ricky Steamboat. What can you say? You know, it's Rick Flair and Ricky. Both are not going to have a bad match. Right. And, uh, you know, the interesting thing is uh, where I'm from here in North Dakota, uh, WCW didn't uh, really come here a lot, uh, neither did the WWE. But uh, uh, the Fargo Dome here in Fargo, North Dakota, is actually on the Monday Nitro DVD because we're the only building that ever had the title changed three times in one night. And that's Fargo's claim to fame with WCW. Wow, I don't know that's uh, I don't know that's something you want to be known for, but that's that's okay. Well, you know, and this is uh, this is before you know this is before Russo. This is when uh, the mm-hmm. NWO was really hot, and uh, I can, I remember the exact uh, angle that was going on at the time uh, when we had our first thunder here. That's when uh, uh, Roddy Roddy Piper and uh, 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 the Giant, uh, a.k.a. The Big Show, were teaming up uh, in a, uh, I believe it was a bat match against um, Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan, I believe. Hmm. And then, they, and then uh, um, Eric Bischoff came out 
and it was either Eric Bischoff or one of the uh, WWE guys said, or WWCW guys said, what do you guys want to see? And they said, we want to see a Nitro. And they said, well, you guys are going to get your wish. We're going to give everybody coupons, uh, $5 off your ticket. Uh, when you leave the building, grab your ticket. Uh, Monday Nitro is coming to Fargo on this day. And I was uh, I was happier than a uh, uh, a kid with a uh, pole tooth waiting for the rock as a tooth fairy to give me money under my pillow. Uh, but anyway, that's my that's my uh, one of the live shows I ever went to. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, your onstage event with Eric Bischoff in a second, but we do have a caller that has a question. You want to take a few questions? Sure. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, caller, go ahead. What's your question for R.D. Reynolds? Go ahead. Um, um, hey, guys. Sorry, sorry. Um, so, um, my man, so uh, I want to ask you a few questions, if that's okay. Please. Um, go ahead. So, uh, um, if you – so back in 2000, if you had – if you had a choice between watching who had the better show, ECW or WCW, who would you watch? And in my money was ECW because even though that was their last year, the ECW in 2000 did better than WCW in 2000. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. Although, to me, I've always had a philosophy that I either want my wrestling to be really, really good or I really want it to be terrible. And WCW provided a lot of that in 2000, so I was uh, I was uh, overjoyed to watch that because I would I would always it was it was something it was like a it was like a comical car wreck I guess is the only way to describe it I always I wanted to watch just to see how absurd and off the rails it would get so for me I'm sure ECW was better in 2000 but for me I would have wanted to watch WCW. Was really better. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um. On, another question I have is, um, is um, since you are friends with Russo, and this mm-hmm. is sort of a, this is sort of um, um, since you're friends with Russo, I wanted to ask you um, something, if that's okay. Please, I'll do my best. Yeah. Um. One of the most disappointing matches I saw, arguably, I think, with the WCW pay-per-view match is Goldberg versus Scott Steiner versus Kevin Nash in New Blood Rising, and um, and that match sucks. And um, is there a reason why Russo did the whole Goldberg walks out thing? Is there a reason why the match wasn't good? Does Russo have a reason for that? Well, I mean, I, I, Vince would always, I, you know, and I don't want to speak for him for anything that was specific, you know, to a specific match. But the thing with Vince is he always wanted to do things that would get people talking. He would always, he always want to do things that would make people say, "Oh man, did you go see? Did you see this?" And so I think it was. I'm sure it was just something. It was just like, let's try something completely different. <clears throat> let's see if we can get people talking, uh, and. You know, uh, he, he, believe it or not, he will. And we actually had a last time I talked with him, he was talking about this. And he goes, you know, I wrote so much wrestling, you know, because I was doing, you know, two shows a week for however many years. Not everything I did was great. 
<laughs> He's the first person to admit, you know, wow. that, hey, uh, not everything. I, and I, I don't know that he'll say that on the record, but he said, you know, he told me that. He goes, you know, I tried, but not everything was perfect. You know, not, not everything I did was great. You know, he, he had told me that. He he actually said, yeah, sometime, we'll, you know, we'll have to do a show where we just talk about, you know, all the terrible ideas I had. You know, which I thought was really cool because, you know, most people won't do that. Again, most people are not not willing to say, look, I made mistakes here, I made mistakes there. Or, hey, I did this and this was not good. But but at least behind closed doors with me, I mean, Russo will say that. And my guess is maybe on that instance, maybe he maybe he'd say it, maybe he wouldn't. I, I don't know what his logic was on that particular uh, uh, angle. That's nice that Russo owned up to it, but it still doesn't excuse a bad match. Did you you see Brian and Vinny talk about that match? They tore that match to shreds. No, and trust me, there were were lots of terrible matches in WCW. I mean, there were lots of terrible matches in every promotion. But WCW, especially in 2000, was, you know, the kings of that. That's true. Uh, uh, R.D. Reynolds is our guest here. We have uh, three minutes of regular time here. We have uh, we're going to go into overtime because uh, I'm going to get to the the meat of the bone. But uh, so uh, our fans can hear this before they have to download their show. If our fans want to check you out, R.D., uh, do you have a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe? What do you got? Uh, as always, I tell everybody just go to WrestleCrap.com. I'm also on Facebook uh, and Twitter as WrestleCrapRD. So uh, I'm on Facebook a lot more than I'm on Twitter. I'm an old man, so I'm on old man social media. That's awesome. Cool. Uh, Carl, you have any other questions? I, I, have, I have one question, and it's related to Mike Awesome. Would the that 70s guy gimmick work better if it was Disco Inferno in the gimmick instead of Mike Awesome? Because Disco's <laughs> gimmick was his disco's gimmick was that he was that he represented one part of the seventies. That would have been cool if if he represented the entire seventies as that seventies guy, Disco Inferno. <laughs> I think the seventies guy. Uh, that was uh, Russo, you know, wanting chan. I think he just kind of wanted to get a Partridge Family box. That's my personal opinion. It's funny because I talked to Mike Awesome years and years and years ago. <laughs> And he, you just tell he was just like, you know, I did. And this is this is what's so important. And I, I've made this point since day one at WrestleCraft.com because I always thought it was really important for people to understand. I do, I'm not making fun of the the wrestlers per se, not in general. Um, some of them I do, but it, it, as a rule, it's like these people are just trying to put food on the table. And so, whatever stupid idea somebody gives them to do. And they would generally do because it meant, okay, I can get a paycheck. And I can tell you that was the fact with, with Mike Awesome. When I talked with him, he's super duper nice guy. And he would just tell you, you know, Hey, I went and did this and it was like the dumbest thing ever, but I was just like, okay, so what you want me to do? Keep signing those checks, you know? Um, but yeah, awesome was Mike Awesome was super nice guy too. So sad. So sad that all these, all these people are gone. All right, uh, we want to thank our caller. Okay, so we have uh, we have ten seconds left of regular time now, and uh, we're going to get to the meat of the bone because uh, you know uh, what they say. And I actually learned a few things from Eric Bischoff, which is hard to believe, I know, but 
uh, you know, he, he gave a tip that if you want people to tune in, never tell them what to expect next. Never tell them what's going to come on next week. Make them tune in to see what's going on. So that's what I'm going to do now. So now you, and I believe Granny's still with us. I know Big Swing is still with us. But uh, now you had a, uh, did you not have a little uh, a uh, event with Eric Bischoff? Is that correct? <laughs> yep, that's correct. Uh, my, uh, he and I were on stage together along with, um, man, who else? Uh, Kevin Sullivan was up there with uh-huh. us, uh, David Penzer. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was an interesting event. It was actually at, um, all in, in Chicago, it was, you know, before there was even an AEW, uh, it was, you know, what it's the show that basically led to AEW was up in Chicago and Conrad Thompson, super awesome. Yep. One of my favorite people in the show, business, yeah. one of my favorite people in the business. He yeah. uh, contacted me and said, would you, uh, would you be willing to come to Chicago and uh, do a WrestleCraft panel, um, you know, and talk all the things WrestleCraft, and then also, uh, you know, be on stage with with Eric Bischoff? And I was like, I never met Bischoff. I, you know, I I knew of him. You know, obviously I knew, and I'd covered him greatly in the book. But I was like, sure, I'll I'll come up and do that. I I don't care. I think a lot of people were, you know, thinking, oh my gosh, you know, RD, why are you doing this? You know, you're gonna you know, get in this and, and this is just going to be a clown show. And, and I kind of went into it thinking if it's going to be a clown show, I am going to put on giant shoes and a shiny red nose. I'm going to make it the biggest clown show possible. Earlier, you, know, you had mentioned uh, the, the, the terrible photo I have of him on the book. Uh, I actually went to that event and uh, had a T-shirt made where it had that picture in a heart on it right on my chest. Uh, and I also handed out, you know, this, uh, these, uh, you, you'll see at events, people will have like cut out heads, you know, uh, and I handed out like 300 of those of that uh, photo uh, when I went and, uh, and talked with, with Eric. Uh, I don't think Eric found great humor in that, uh, although behind the scenes, I think he was, you know, kind of, uh, you know, thought it was it was actually kind of clever that someone would would do something like that so so but yeah uh, he and i after, he and i he and i had a debate or whatever you want to call it i don't even call it that but was what it was so so after that event then uh did you guys uh did you guys uh shake hands and were were good buddies after that or do you guys still have your differences well, we saw of our differences, but I mean, it was interesting because before we went on stage, he just says, uh, you know, for the record, you know, just so you know, I don't do comedy. And I was thinking, that's okay. I do comedy. Uh, and he goes, but I can be an a-hole, you know, on, you know, I can be a really, I'm really good at playing an a-hole. I said, like, great. Um, so, you know, we had the little thing. Uh, he, you know, I did some comedy. He was an a-hole. You know, Kevin Sullivan and Dave Penzer were kind of caught in the middle of the crossfire. Uh, And then afterwards, uh, Eric and I talked about some stuff. And I said, uh, I said, you know, it was it was very apparent, you know, during the debate that he had never read the book. And that's when I just said, I said, Eric, just tell me the truth. Said you've never read this book. And he said, nope. And I never will. 
and I just started laughing. And I said, "Can we get can we get some photos?" And he said, "Absolutely, sure." So we have photos of us like shaking hands and smiling and flipping each other off. And there's one photo; it's, it's so ridiculous. <clears throat> we were walking uh, someplace else, and it was uh, after the after the debate or whatever. We were walking, and it looks like we're holding hands and walking into the sunset. It's the most absurd photo ever. It was one of my favorites, and. Um, you know, to this day, Eric, if he sees me, because we've seen each other at other events, he always has to, you know, go into a rant, you know, about how much he hates me and everything. But it's, you know, I, I, it's like a lot of things in wrestling. It's uh, kind of an act. I'll just leave it at that. Now, so. well, now, and with that being said, you know, Conrad is the one that set it up, obviously. Yep. Now, did uh, mm-hmm. did Eric Bischoff know? Beforehand, if you that you were going to be there, or was oh, yeah. uh, your GF to kayfabe that? No, 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 no. He, no, he knew. He absolutely knew. We we both knew. We knew who was going to be there. We actually thought that uh, Kevin Nash was going to be uh, on there as well, but I think they were doing like an NWO panel or something at the same time. So Nash was someplace else. Uh, but yeah, we 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 absolutely knew. Yeah, we, and and again, I am no I am no problems with Eric Bischoff and in fact whenever he was um, you know whenever something good happens you know like he was uh, he was um, you know whenever he was uh, hired by WWE a couple years ago you know I sent him an email I said man great you know I hope I hope you do well or you know he's in WWE Hall of Fame I said man that's really good I was really happy for you and you know he's he's very cordial you know with me but I think whenever you see us together someplace like i guess that's where we're supposed to hate each other or whatever so so whatever uh, it is well um and we know i know for a fact and you can probably test this too or maybe you can't but uh eric bischoff will never have anything good to say about dave Meltzer. that is a uh yeah that's a fact that was funny because (laughs) we were on the stage uh, he was like, uh, he goes, well, you know, you and Meltzer wrote that book. And I was just like, I wasn't going to say, you know, Eric, you, you know, I, I didn't want it to be something, where, you know, on stage I knew he had not read the book and he had no idea what he was talking about. But I wasn't going to say, I wasn't going to say that because I don't want to make somebody look horrible like that. But behind, you know, once we got off stage, I was like, dude, what was the deal with you saying me and Meltzer wrote this book? He goes, well, you know, his name's on the front cover. I was like, no, it's not. And Dave didn't write this book. Uh, me and Brian Alvarez wrote the book. <clears throat> and you know, it was yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't pretend to know what, what, what his, what his, what the story is with him and and Dave. I, I do not know that. Well, you know, uh, I'll, you know, I'll. It's kind of funny, uh, you know. Uh, for those uh, for those people that don't know, uh, you know, a lot of us that work on the show also have to, you know, we also have to have regular jobs, you know. And uh, I actually, uh, on uh, Thursday nights and Friday nights, I work overnight at a hotel. So the only thing I do to pass the time is I listen to 86, uh, 83 weeks. I listen to something mm-hmm. to wrestle with. Uh, I listen mm-hmm. to Jeff Jarrett's new podcast. Um, hmm. I won't listen to Kurt Angle because I don't like his voice. And uh, I also like to uh, listen to Tony Schiavone's. Uh, what mm-hmm. happened when? You know? 
or right. uh, you know, or uh, you know, I'm still waiting for Conrad to use my something to with moose green shirt. You know, I mean, you know, he won't use my voice, but you know. <laughs> so now you wrote two books, and uh, we probably got to wrap this up here in a little bit. But uh, we have we have two. Uh, you wrote two books, and you you said you don't have plans on writing anymore. No, I've actually written uh, three books, actually four if you classify, because <clears throat> the death of WCW that you have in your hands, we actually yep. did an expanded version of it, the 10th anniversary, uh, that is like 40% larger than what that book is. <clears throat> so essentially, I've written four books, uh, and at this time, um, you know, I mean, it, I, it takes a lot to write a book. It takes a lot of time. Uh, and right now I have, uh, you know, I'm very blessed to have a, a wife and, a, and a, a son that's growing up and he's in Boy Scouts and he's, he's looking to become an Eagle Scout. And I don't want to, I don't want to take time away from that. You know, I just don't. And, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll understand if, uh, you know, uh, hopefully, uh, you'll be able to, like I say, send us a few autographs for giveaways, but maybe you can mm-hmm. send us uh, an autographed copy of one of your books, uh, um, you know, I, uh, I might do it as a giveaway or I might keep it for myself because, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, I haven't really talked about this much on the show, but a lot of our fans know this. I have an extensive man cave and I have a wall of fame on there. Uh, I actually have your book on the wall. Get this with what I call icon hooks. It's a little okay. hook, a little, a little plastic hook that you put on the back of something in a six there, like with a, what they use uh, in grocery stores for when the uh, the hanging thing is broken. I got a whole mm-hmm, bunch mm-hmm. of those, and I have your book on my wall with I- with an icon hook. Well, that's very cool. Very, very cool. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, you, you have inspired uh, inspired me. And, uh, you know, um, if you don't even can hook us up with some of these guys in the future, we'd appreciate it. I'll understand if you can't. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, it is what it is, but you know, uh, uh, like I say, <laughs> and here's the sad thing. There's only two books I ever read from cover to cover and I couldn't put down. It was yours and Eric Bischoff's controversy creates cash. <laughs> Those are the only two books. Uh, I, I started reading and I just couldn't put them down, you know? Yep. And I mean, I don't really like to read. I like to find books on tape, you know, mm-hmm. or books on CD or audio book or whatever. But your, your your guys' books are the only ones I've ever read cover to cover. And I loved everything you said on the book. And, you know, people may say, oh, it's a bunch of lies, or go read Guy Evans' book. I don't know if you've read Guy Evans' book or not. But... I've read Guy Evans' book. It's so funny. I always find it so comical when people say, you know, your book and Guy Evans' book are so different. I was like, no, they are. And I've talked to Guy, too. And Guy would tell you as well, the, the books tell the exact same story. They tell it differently. Guy's is a little more dry, and ours is much funnier, and, and I, I think it's livelier. Uh, but they tell the exact same story. It's not like there's nothing in, you know, Nitro. And Nitro is a fantastic book. I cannot recommend it enough. I loved it. I, I read it and thought it was great. And but there's nothing in Nitro that contradicts what anything that's said in Death of WCW, and there's nothing in Death of WCW 
that contradicts what Nitro said. They, 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 it's the same story. <laughs> I hate to tell anybody this, but it's the exact same story. There was nothing where it was like, oh, well, Jeff and WCW had said this, and Nitro said this, and it said, you know, proved what was in Death and WCW was wrong, or vice versa. They, 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 they're very complementary. They're just, it's what, what are you looking for in a book? Are you looking for something that's a little more dry, but you know, incredibly, you know, has has tons and tons of of research, you know, with with exact quotes from people that worked at Turner. Fantastic, but none of it contradicts what's in Death of WCW. And Guy Evans would tell you the same thing. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, R.D., you have been – the only thing I never didn't really ask you, and I don't think you, you'd want to reveal it, but we never asked because a fan asked I was going to wait for it until we were uh, at the download station, but everybody wants to know what does R.D. stand for. Real deal. There you go. The real deal, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Well, I'll tell you what, man, you are awesome. Uh, I, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. I know I kept you way past the time that uh, you're supposed to be on, but uh, I learned that actually from Conrad Thompson. Uh, and uh, I learned that from Eric Bischoff. You know, I'm going to tell you one other quick bit, uh, tidbit about Eric Bischoff. You know, they had a deal, ask Eric Bischoff anything. And uh, mm-hmm. I wrote in a question, because uh, I don't know if you ever listened to his podcast, 83 Weeks, when he never seems to ask, answer anything directly. He always, like, mm-hmm. like, skirts around it, then comes to the point. I asked him, mm-hmm. I said, Eric, will you ever ask a question directly instead of acting like you're a bedwetter? And uh, he didn't find that funny, but I did. <laughs> Eric, here's the thing as well. And I, I had actually said this because uh, yeah, I had watched uh, – he was on um, Dark Side of the Ring, and they were talking about collision in Korea. Eric is a, a lot of these people, and Pritchard's the same way. They're fantastic storytellers. They just they, – they have a knack for telling fantastic stories. Now, whether there's, they're 100% true or not, that's open for debate. But if you just want to sit back and listen to somebody tell, tell you know, uh, tell stories, I think, it, it, and I don't mean stories in a negative connotation, like they're, they're fake or they're, they're fables or something. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is if you just want to listen to people there are so many people in the wrestling business that are just fantastic storytellers. You know, you, you, you have Bischoff, you have Pritchard. You know, one of my favorites ever is, is Hulk Hogan. People go, oh, my gosh, you know, he just makes all this stuff up. And I was like, I want him to continue to make stuff up. I want him to, you know, that's what I want as a tall tale. It's Hulk Hogan, you know, you know, every time he tells the story of, you know, him and he slammed Andre, I want Andre to weigh, you know, 200 more pounds. You know, and, and make it just a complete American tall tale. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's that's awesome. a strange hey, way uh, to end the interview, but, uh, yeah. So oh, no, me, that's yeah. Our, Hey, Granny, I yeah. know that you're still there. Are you not? Are you still with us? Yeah, I'm here. All right. We were able to, we were able to keep you on the whole time. Uh, 
Do you have any uh, last things you want to uh, thank uh, uh, Real Deal about before we uh, sign off? Well, I just wanted to share something really funny, you know, because, you know, with these wrestler, my wrestling family, you know, and I'm not related to any of them. My husband always tells them, like the heels, that I have a love-hate relationship with them. I hate them when they're in the ring, but when they're not in character, I love them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I just wanted to share that real quick story, but but I have a lot That's of fun awesome. doing what I do when I go to wrestling shows. I mean, I just I I, I love being the fan that I am. So That's you know, awesome. of course, unfortunately, that uh, for me, there are two there are two guys in the wrestling business that I'll never like, no matter what it is, whether they're playing their character, or whatever. One is Triple H. And, uh, Granny, you know who the other one is. Let him know. Kevin Owens. There you go. I don't like the guy so much, I won't even say his name. I have to have other people say his name. <laughs> well, you want people like that. So. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Mr. Reynolds, and I, I, I am going to call you that. You are awesome, sir. And uh, if we didn't scare you away too much, if we didn't take you off too much, uh, the chat room right now is just buzzing for you right now. So maybe if we can get you on again at some point uh, when your schedule allows it, uh, yep. we would uh, most greatly appreciate that. Uh, throw my name out to whoever you could that might uh, want to be a guest on the show. Uh, anybody that's got a gripe uh, that they can talk about, uh, any bitches, gripes, or complaints, send them my way. We'll get them on. And uh, you are awesome, sir. And uh, we're glad that you took time out of your schedule to join us. Well, thank you guys so much. This was a lot of fun. Really appreciate being on, and you guys have a fantastic night. You thanks, too. RD. Take care, bud. All right, All everybody. Right, uh, everybody be listening to the show next week. Uh, we have a first on the show. I'm going to give this a little teaser right now. We have an NFL current individual that's going to be on the show with us, and they have confirmed for next week. So uh, be looking on our Facebook page, Off the Ropes. Uh, the new content for next week will drop uh, on either Thursday night or Friday night. Check us out. Be with us. And everybody, be safe as I try and find our outro and we time. Dead man walking. You got it now. You got it Yeah.